0: the boy Hadi podcast. Yay! I'm Annie, I'm Bill, and we're talking as always from Bill's basement in scenic Portland, Oregon.
1: It, this is a podcast for, what, Saturday, December 15th, 2012? Only, what, one week until the world ex-
0: exploded? That's right. A friend of mine actually is having a Christmas party on December 21st, not knowing that it's the Mayan apocalypse. I wonder how many assholes are going to make that commentary party. I choose not to be one of those assholes. I'm just going to pet her cats. Call oh, God.
1: In. I don't want to be anywhere near the internet on the 21st, because all day it's going to be like... we're You got a little preview of that on 12-12-12, Bill. Uh, did you, is that the day everyone, uh, the world's supposed to end in Assassin's Creed? Yes. And how is everyone supposed to die in Assassin's Creed? Uh, solar next flare. Week? What, wait, what is the 21st? I'm gonna look that up real quick.
0: Yeah, there's this massive solar flare sort is of that, thing. Is that like a week
1: from Monday? That
0: causes, like, all sorts of cataclysmic, like the volcanoes are gonna Oh, rip-flow. it's supposed to be this
1: Friday. So, yeah. So this...
0: <laughs> This may be the last Boy Howdy podcast, marr, 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 except marr. it doesn't happen. Well, actually, depending on how you, what choice you made at the end of Assassin's Creed 3, it either does or doesn't happen.
1: <sighs> really? Well, why would the choices you make have any difference on whether or not the world gets destroyed? Because you're just a dude. oh, that's
0: not true. The uh, fuck the that game, game. Let's not talk about Assassin's Creed. The game Creed, gives you the, the illusion. Game. You brought it up, asshole. No, I, know. They you I the, wish I didn't. What's really funny about the end of Assassin's Creed 3, now that I think about it, I'm confused with all the other games I've played that have choice this year because Assassin's Creed is not about choice. No! Assassin's Creed is always about a path you have to take. The characters it's present about being Desmond. A jungle gym. The characters present Desmond with a choice, and he goes, fuck it, I'm not going to let the world end and does it anyway. So yeah. excuse me, I misspoke. The world is saved by Desmond, everybody. Don't worry about it. I, w- I will never know, because like I
1: said, I've got a game-breaking bug that won't let me get past, like, three hours in the
0: To be fair, the Mayans also thought the planet was, I think, about 400 years old when they planned out that calendar, so... <laughs>
1: it's almost like the Mayans did... They went- carried the two Did the Mayans they not just... Carry the did two the two Mayans things- not even invent the wheel and, like, basic, like, agriculture and shit? Like, they were... Even for for a Stone Age uh, race, they were stone fucking stupid. Stop
0: talking shit about the Mayans, because the Mayans were awesome.
1: Why? What, What happened to the Mayans? The Mayans are awesome. I saw the Emperor's New Groove. Those are the same people, right? Just because we're South of the border.
0: So, Bill, what'd you do this week? What was good about the Mayans? Bill, what'd you do this week? What was good about the Mayans? Bill, what'd you do this week? Do you know about the Mayans? No, I I want to actually be educated. In the fifth grade, our whole semester in both our our science and our um, history classes were combined. We watched The Voyage of the Mimi. Because the first the,
1: hell is the voyage, of the, voyage
0: the Mimi. of the Mimi was a like an educational <laughs> TV series yeah. about a ship called the Mimi and its voyages, starring a young Ben Affleck. It was what? baby Ben Affleck's first. Was he ever playing TV a show. Mayan? Uh, no, Bill.
1: They
2: were
0: on a ship, a
1: Mayan shit.
0: because they, they 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 um they uh go like they go and they're um doing salvage diving for a Mayan artifact.
1: Oh, it's so it's modern uh, day stuff. It's not yeah. like it's not like he's dressed up like a, he's got like a Shakespeare in a ruff, and he's like, "I'm going to go scuba diving in this giant steel fish tank."
0: Hey, Bill, what'd you do this week?
1: I just met Affleck dressed like Shakespeare in hey scuba Bill, diving. What'd you do this week? I saw The Hobbit. How was The Hobbit? It was fucking terrible. <laughs> you so you're go not going to go see it?
0: I'm not going to go see it. Why? You love the Lord of the Rings movie so much. Mm. And everyone keeps saying what a wet fart of movie is. It, <laughs> it is. It's so even a good... in 2D. It's a wet fart I of movie. I saw
1: spoilers for The Hobbit. The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> I saw The Hobbit in 3D. The 48 frames per second. And it looks like fucking Teletubbies. And the movie itself is not very good. <laughs> it wouldn't be. I can't. As I just, I just, should we even go to why it's not very good or should we just like everyone's seen it already and why even belabor the point? Except I for even Annie, seen it already. Well, by the time people like, because this gonna make Mad Bank this weekend, and it's gonna fall off like Gangbuster Sex Weekend after we oh, I like it?
0: Gangbuster. Because people are like, like you won't phrase. go
1: see it because people like me are like, oh my god, that movie's fucking. I was I was
0: on the verge of not going to see it anyway. The only thing that was gonna get me my butt in the theater was forty eight frames per second.
1: Martin Freeman, you know, i have all the sexy dwarves. You don't like the sex? There's at least two sex. There's Thor and, Ork and Shield, you, and there's Feely and Keeley, and they're all like, hello. You're such a weirdo. <laughs> No, I'm not gonna You're out. all about it, man. If they were all played by Tom Hardy, you'd be like, oh, what's up? How you doing? Sure Tom don't. Hardy should be playing Thorne Oakenshield. Sure. The guy that got playing uh, Thorne Oakenshield, he has this huge forehead that hangs over the rest. It's of Richard Armitage. Who's He's fat What else is he? He's in? been a
0: character actor for a long time. I'm pretty sure he shows up. It. He played the sheriff of Nottingham in the terrible Robin Hood TV show. Uh, yeah? He's got He's shelf in that head. BBC, it's hilarious. Like the or the, the the um Civil War drama like North and South. He sings that? so pretty.
1: <laughs> Man, Tom Waits should have been in that
0: movie. What was your favorite part of the Hobbit?
1: Uh, my favorite part of the Hobbit with fat guy. Someone throws him a sausage and he falls down because he puts the sausage in his mouth and he's already so fat, like the chair's almost gonna break. Wow. <laughs> no, my favorite part of the. Oh my god, did I mention what? Am I supposed to have a favorite moment prepared? The best dwarf. <laughs> well, you were just shitting on the Hobbit. I was like, what did you like about the Hobbit? Uh, the song at the end is pretty. Yeah. Um, when they, you know what? Actually, the the, the actual yeah, the song that the Hobbit sing about their house getting stolen from them by a dragon. <laughs> shows up again. She, oh man, Kate, wait, who's her name? I just call her the aviator. Kate Kate Blanchett. She shows up. She's a minor character in the aviator. I know, but she's the best part of the movie. All she does is show up and uh, flirt with Gandalf. She's like, (laughs) Gandalf, you know, she only speaks elvish. She's like, (laughs) and she's all like, Filled with moonlight and shit. And, and shit, it's like, yeah. she's the only female character in the whole movie. Well, I was talking about, we were, uh, like, did I mention this on the podcast? Because I'm reading The Annotated Hobbit. You mentioned and it in already. The Annotated Hobbit, they mention that, um, is it Bilbo's grandmother? Uh, when they're talking about the lineage of Bilbo Baggins, she is the only named female character throughout the entire <laughs> book. <laughs> and this is, she's already, and by the time the story starts, she's already been <laughs> dead a hundred years. <laughs> So the story, uh, the, the Hobbit story is already a fucking sausage fest. He got thirteen dwarves and uh, a Hobbit uh, and then a wizard, and so they had to put like I'm I'm glad they found a way to squeeze Galadriel in there because like even yeah, just saying a lady, you're like, oh that fucking crazy. The elves don't cut it. Oh, the pie maker shows up, Lee Pace. Oh yeah, he's uh,
0: isn't he um, Legolas' racist elf dad? He is the gay. Elf King that all yeah. the
1: dwarves fucking hate. Yeah. Oh, he shows up. He's, well, he's extra like he's Elrond. Dwarf
0: racist. Elr- he? Elr- Elr- he, is he dwarf racist? He just doesn't like the dwarves. I don't know if he's literally all I know about. And I mentioned you before. To see the movie. All I know about this character is that he's Legolas's dwarf racist party dad. He
1: literally only shows up long enough not to help the dwarves. Like in this, in this, in this, in this flashback, and that's it. And he walks away. He's riding a giant like moose, <laughs> and he's got this crazy hat on. This is Lee Pace's for bit parts in, <laughs> well,
0: what in major in? franchises cuz yeah, he, that poor he son had of the a bitch. bit part in Twilight as he what? played one of the vampires or whatever.
1: Wasn't he in the fall? I still haven't seen the fall. Doesn't he wear silly ass hats and shit in that? He's the protagonist in the fall, Bill. Why does he do get part. stuck in all these that movies? That was also
0: like four or five years ago. I'm talking about this year. Movies that he's in now. Leap Pace, you can see in a theater. Leap,
1: Hollywood just wants Leap Pace to be in like whatever action, molten action figure <laughs> costume design they want to put him in next. Yep. Yeah. Supposedly. They want him to be the character that when you give the kid the action figure for Christmas, they go, <laughs> Him? (laughs) the hell is this no that's totally what it is. i guess also his character i guess his character's dad no his character's son is legolas
0: yes that's what i said did you say that he's legolas's dwarf racist party dad that was the last i said two or three times and one of the bill i'm really glad you listened to my thoughts and and one of the
1: dwarves is the dad of Gimli the dwarf from lord Mm -hmm. of the rings oh shit i didn't realize this i was reading this online if you've seen the hobbit there's, like, an old hob... If you've seen The Hobbit, I almost called it if you've seen The Dwarf, there's 13 hobbits. This, I got that backwards. If you've seen The Hobbit, there's this old dwarf who's hanging out with the party who kind of gives plot exposition to Belbo about, like, this is our history, blah, blah, blah. Which goes on for fucking ever. But that dwarf is a very cool little old man dwarf. I guess his character is the guy who they discover a tomb of a dwarf in the Mines of Moria in yeah. the Lord of the Rings. That's the dude's tomb!
2: Aww. And they, like, raid
1: his tomb for weapons and stuff, and also, uh... Uh, The book, there's, like, um, uh, in his tomb, there was a skeleton who's holding a book that, I guess, Gandalf reads, and that's mm-hmm. when they figure out what happened to Mori and why they got wiped yeah. out by orcs. I guess that is also another one of the dwarves in The Hobbit who's carrying that same book around with him all Aww. the time. You wouldn't notice that unless you, like, read that shit online. Dwarfception.
0: <laughs> you know why I don't want to go see The Hobbit? What? Local wonderful person Bobby Roberts described it as... You remember that the the dinosaur stampede
1: from King Kong? It's that for the whole oh, movie. Well, this is <laughs> this, this, this is the biggest tragedy of the Hobbit is this was Peter Jackson's uh one opportunity to take everything he learned about like filmmaking and stuff with Lord of the Rings movies and apply it to a very sleek two hour movie he could made. He could have at least made one, like, three-and-a-half-hour-long movie out of The Hobbit, or maybe two two-hour movies yeah. out of The Hobbit. Because The Hobbit's a 300-page kids book, but there are a lot of action scenes, which, once you start committing that stuff to film, it's yeah. gonna take longer. I could see why, you know, it's it's gonna get stretched out. The Hobbit, just squeezing all that into one movie would be a little bit difficult. You could still do it. You could cut a lot of shit, and but the story would still make sense. But instead, he's all like... Instead of just making The Hobbit its own standalone story, I have to make it an epic prologue to Lord of the Rings.
0: I'm going to throw this out for you, Bill. What was the last Lord of the Rings thing he related thing he worked on? The extended editions of Lord of the Rings. No. His, the last thing he thought about was not, oh, let's make this concise and clean. The last thing he thought about was, no, let's share well, everything. He's, yeah, he doesn't
1: want to tell the story of The Hobbit. He, he just wants to know how The Hobbit ties. He just wants to make The Hobbit a prequel to mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings. There's a difference between just saying I want to make a, tell the story of the Hobbit yeah. versus I'm just going to use this to bolster what I've already done with Lord of the Rings, which is kind do of a they, bummer.
0: Do they do it kind of like the Star Wars prequels where if you watch those without... Like having seen the originals first, you're just gonna be like, "Why the fuck are they hamming up this moment?"
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, there's this whole thing about how have you read The Hobbit? Are you familiar with much? We've talked about about this at length, Bill.
0: We've talked about this a couple times.
1: What what did you say?
0: The Hobbit is the only book I've ever read. The Cliff Notes version of well, in The Hobbit,
1: they talk about just very passingly in The Hobbit that there's this evil wizard to the south. Yeah. Uh, called the Necromancer, which no one wants to go near because he's a bad dude. Yeah. And the only reason he even... Co- he, they only mention him once or twice in the book, just as justification as to why they like they don't travel south, they just travel north to go to that lonely mountain. And that's really it. Uh, the only other thing is, like, uh, Gandalf maj- mentions in passing that he was going through the Necromancer's dungeon when he found the key and the map that he gives to the dwarves that sets the dwarf on their journey to try to go back to their homeland and reclaim their gold, because now they can use this, this key and this map. To get into the mountain mm-hmm. and all this stuff, but it's just all very again. Uh, just says oh necromancer once or twice. That that's it. And so when uh, uh, Tolkien, when he started uh, writing Lord of the Rings, he started coming up with this whole big character of Sauron, big evil magic dude who wants to take over the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's a he decided retroactively to Make say the oh necromancer me, the nec yeah exactly when he was writing the Hobbit he had no idea the necromancer was going to become this big villain later. But uh, you know he he ties that in well enough. Lord of the Rings that if you go back and read the Hobbit, you're like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. But that's the fact that the necromancer is Sauron seems to be why these movies are going to be three movies now. Because it sounds like the Peter Jackson's going to tell the tale of the Hobbit in the first two movies. And it sounds like the third movie is going to be mostly about the rise of Sauron as the necromancer, mm-hmm. which not like that's that's. Like, no, of course, none of that is actually mentioned in The Hobbit. Some of this is mentioned, like, in the appendices for the Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings books. But, like, it's not essential to any of the plot. It's all just mythology background stuff that he just wants to flesh out and jam into these movies, which really doesn't belong there. Unless you want to have, like, an extended cut for super hardcore fans, but that's what he's making the actual theatrical releases are these... Like, there's this whole... Oh, it's, 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 it's fucking
0: crazy. That's because this stuff prints money.
2: It yeah. prints money.
0: Not just here in the States, but overseas. Prince.
1: Well, bank. even even when Tolkien, so he published The Hobbit and was it 1937, and then he twenty years later he came out with Lord of the Rings in in the mid 1950s, and then ten years after that in the 60s he had the chance to go back and revise The Hobbit to bring it closer in line with Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and he made some edits. Like one like uh, reading the annotated Hobbit, they they mentioned that the biggest change he made was in the character of Gollum when he went back to revise uh, the Hobbit, mm-hmm. because originally. Um, Bilbo gets the ring off of Gollum.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: in the original version of the Hobbit, as was originally published uh the ring that Gollum has that he loses to Bilbo is just a magic ring that you you can turn invisible but that's it. Yeah. And like Bilbo bests Gollum in this in this riddle contest. Mm-hmm. And and Gollum's essentially like, "Oh, well you beat me. Go ahead, here's your ring. Get out of here." Yeah. Of course that's the yeah. way Gollum is yeah. written in Lord of the Rings. No, like, you know, because retroactively... uh Tolkien made, you know, the ring's this all-bearing all, all yeah, bearing source of, of power, and yeah. Gollum's, like, Gollum's not this person who just happened to find this ring, but this ring is the reason why Gollum is who Gollum is and why he's been stuck in this mountain forever and can't leave and and stuff like that. And even when Tolkien had the chance to go back and rewrite The Hobbit, he didn't—even he even he didn't decide, oh, okay, I'm going to bolster all this necromancer shit. He was, like, he just assumed that if you're smart enough that yeah. you can connect the dots yourself— like, if you read The Hobbit and then read Lord of the Rings, you get oh, he mentions in Lord of the Rings that the Sarners wants the necromancer, but he didn't feel the need to go back and punch up the necromancer in yeah. The Hobbit because he 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 respects your your ability to pay attention to this shit. Whereas, like, Peter Jackson, that has to be a whole movie in itself, this necromancer bullshit. And most... It's what the people want. And most of the fluff in this movie is... Uh, dedicated to setting up the stuff about the Necromancer, yeah. which has nothing to do with the plot of a bunch of dwarves. Yeah. Just want to get some fucking gold that a dragon stole from them. And so the movie kind of grinds to a halt. Whole... Unfortunately, the best one, my favorite part of the movie, Galadriel shows up, is she shows up in a scene just to talk about the the Necromancer and stuff. So I'm kind of conflicted there. <laughs> but like, there's this one character who gets mentioned once in The Hobbit named Radagast the Brown, who is a wizard just like Gandalf. You can tell because he's named after a color, like Gandalf the Gray. (laughs) Um, His thing is, he really loves animals. And there's a 10 minute scene that's dedicated to him just trying to bring this dying hedgehog back to life. That is 10 minutes. This is a who's only <laughs> mentioned of passing once in The Hobbit. 10 minutes of the movie is about this one guy showing up. He's played by Doctor Who, Sylvester McCoy guy. He's a daft old man, but he's great, but he's really corny and cheesy and he fucks up. He, yep. The movie grinds to a halt run when Radagash shows up. So it's yep. there's 10 minutes of Radagash trying to bring a dead hedgehog back to life. Yep. There's also spiders, but you only see spiders in silhouette. You know not If all you
0: them. bitches had eaten up all this bullshit extended edition shit, this never would have
1: happened. <laughs> Also, like, there's ten minutes of Radagast fighting, um, he actually goes to Necromancer's house, and, and he fights a ghost, which, yeah, that's actually kind of cool. But then, and then after that, there's, there's like, a ten minute sequence where he's being chased right the brown. There's a speeder bike chase where he's on a sled <laughs> being pulled by bunny rabbits. <laughs> being chased by goblins on wolves. Yeah. Around this field. It yeah. goes on forever. It's all completely computer generated.
2: Oh. And like when
1: you're watching this in, in like a Teletubby's vision, this <laughs> 20... for the first second, you feel like you're going out of your mind. It, it's a, it is like the world's worst pre-visualized video game cutscene <laughs> about this this weird old fart wizard who's got bird shit <laughs> all over his face on a sled being pulled by bunnies being chased by goblins just around in circles in this yeah. field. And you're like what the hell happened to the plot? This I is... paid $17 to see it. <laughs> and he takes up 20 minutes of the movie. They could easily slice out and you would lose nothing uh, for, about the plot of the Hobbit itself. It's wow. all just setting up. Even then it's not really setting up Sauron shit as much as it's just like Peter Jackson, just like going, well, I can do this. Why not? Yeah. So, yeah. The
0: <sighs> Hobbit. So you didn't like it? Is that what you're trying to tell
1: me? It's got Martin Freeman. He's nice. All the people pointed out that he can't stop stop Martin Freemanizing, where he's always just doing the very fidgety things with his hands where he's like, oh, I, oh, I oh, don't do, oh, mm, mm, mm. which is
2: that's his
0: gig. But
1: like, so, well, that's also Bilbo in this I moment. I
2: know too,
1: but Bilbo. the dwarves are funny. The best dwarf is the guy with the sherpa hat with the wings that stick out. Yeah, he's just kind of badass, and he gets to sing. He's just kind of funny, and he has the. Uh, <laughs> He's just cool. I like him. I want to a whole movie about him and Galadriel. Just <laughs> well, Bill, him. if you wait about three years, you make it. Man, is Galadriel and Gandalf are they a thing? Because they kind of suggest that in this movie. The wrong because Galadriel, she's all like, yeah, because I she's talking to Gandalf. She's like, oh no, 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 because no. whatever. She, she's speaking Elvish. She's like holding his hand, and he's like, Ugh. he's like, he's he's got such a hard on, he can't even talk back. And then she just disappears, and it's all like, and like Elrond and Saruman are like, oh shit, son, that's crazy. Saruman is there? Yeah, Saruman. Well, because it's a prequel, it's before Saruman's become bad dude. Yeah, he's just an evil
0: necromancer. Does no one know that the necromancer is Saruman? Is that the the? No, this is
1: great because no, you see, you're confusing this because the necromancer is Sauron. Oh,
0: but then you got Saruman
2: Saruman.
1: (laughs) because Tolkien. I hate Lord
0: of the Rings. Okay, guys, here's my true secret. And that's not a secret because I've mentioned it before a million times. Fuck. I'm not a big Lord of the Rings person. I can't
2: I imagine like, why.
0: I like, I don't know. I'm, I, I have a knee-jerk allergy to, to elves in general. I'm serious. Like, when there's an Even elf present- Dylan
1: played as an elf in our DD sessions, like, oh, you you uh, kind of bristle at that a little bit. Well, it's like, cause elves! Fucking elves! Oh, this is the one best part that when the dwarves go to that, they end up at Rivendell. And this, man, this is like racist against the, the elves because when the elves- they show up at Rivendell the elves are being the most elvish kind of like stereotypically <laughs> like they're all dancing and singing and playing little flutes, licking their nipples <laughs> yeah and then like they serve the dwarves salad and the dwarves are like what the, what the hell is this green shit and that's actually one of the better parts uh, or the, yeah, they, they kind of take the piss out of the elves, which is kind of yeah. funny. Yeah.
0: Speaking of Peter Jackson losing his goddamn mind, I finally got around watching The Adventures of Tintin this week.
1: So, this this is the one that's been produced by Jackson but directed by Spielberg? I can't remember. Because I know they're, they're going go back and forth. Yeah. yeah.
0: I can't remember. Oh, Although... I think,
1: yes, it was directed by Steven Spielberg and produced by
0: Peter Jackson at the Because
1: correct. I know Peter Jackson's supposed to, with... I think they're going to make three of them. Peter mm-hmm. Jack's supposed to do the next one, then Spielberg's, I think, is going to come back, or there's, they're supposed to co-direct for the third one, I think.
0: That was their plan. What,
1: and that was their plan before fucking Peter Jack and decided, I need to make three more Hobbit movies. <laughs> so who the fuck knows? And also, Tintin didn't seem like it did very well. Yeah. Oh, I think it did. The funny thing is, I think Tintin did really well in Europe but soon as it died here in the United States. Because yeah. no one gives a shit about Tintin. Also, yeah. the movie looks creepy as fuck.
0: So that's the thing. So I, we, some of you dear listeners, were, when I was tweeting about watching this movie, some of you dear listeners were like, oh, it wasn't so bad, or I kind of liked it. I genuinely could not get over the Uncanny Valley gross models. Yeah. It was a weird it choice. Better, buddy,
1: better if it would have been in, in forty eight frames per second, too. It would have been like unnaturally, <laughs> that like was, That was my
0: that was my Twitter yeah. joke. Yeah. Um no, but it, it's it was just a weird choice to do motion captured, hyper realistic variations of Herge's
1: well, even the body proportions are really realistic and human but then the but then the characters have like big cartoon faces and kind yeah. of big clumpy hands and feet it's like but the way their bodies are are just very yeah. a lot of those characters look like there, there, there are people at Disneyland, the cast members, who dress in up in six, the costumes. But yeah. if their their costumes, like their fake plastic heads, were made out of real human flesh <laughs> that moved of their own volition. It
0: was just weird. I genuinely could not... You could hold a gun in my head and ask me to repeat the story of that movie. And I don't think I could because it was so flabbergasted. Said about a boat. <laughs> but it was so flabbergasted by just the... The grotesqueness, and what was amazing was that whenever you pulled back and you couldn't see the characters and it was just the environments, it was a beautiful movie. Yeah, it's almost what it's a little Yeah, yeah. I mean, even beyond that, just from a from like the the framing and like the well, colors. It's a Steven they Spielberg use, directed
1: movies. It's so Steven it's Spielberg
0: in a lot of ways at his best, but then with this grotesque thing injected into the middle of
1: it, I love it. That- Film technology has gotten to the point now that like film directors have so many opportunities to shit their pants by <laughs> by experimenting with new technologies. You got I mean, three D's worked out kind of well. James Cameron, he was allowed to indulge in himself with his own stupid story with with three D and Avatar. At least you know, but that was more storytelling problems with that movie than the technology. But then then like yeah, Peter Jackson, Steven uh, Spielberg shitting the bed yeah. with the motion capture stuff with Tintin.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I've seen unrealistic like bodies with motion capture before, and it's been fine. I don't know why it was so jarring. I think it's because
1: they have the, like the the, the the realistic textures on the faces. Yeah, where you've, you've got cartoon. Well, not faces. even just that. I mean, it's imagine literally if you had a full, motion
0: of the bodies.
1: Well, imagine if you had Popeye, except Popeye had basic human, normal human body proportions, but had giant cartoon hands and feet. And but he had still had a cartoon head on a realistic body. But the cartoon head was fleshed with like pores and like acne and shit like that. That would be fucking horrifying. Well, it's like the Smurfs movie. It's like, yeah, a
0: little bit like anyone that. who said I want to see pores in a Smurf should be dragged out of the street and shot.
1: I mean, I can understand the impulse to take like to to take a cartoon character and see what they look like if you make that literal in the flesh. But yeah. like, I think they're still the fact that they're 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 cutting out like the exaggeration of movement that you lose yeah. when you're going to motion capture. Like, it's. Well,
0: mostly made me sad because um, uh, Steven Spielberg loves animation so much.
1: Yeah. Like, I wish. Is this the first animated movie he's been involved with? Well, because
0: he so. he was involved in Fable. Well, and I mean, it's, that you don't even shit. want to His call ambling. this animated because it's
1: not really animated. It's so it's motion thing. capture, it's but it's like, not like hand animated like in the yeah, Pixar.
0: But like, I wish that I wish that t- like this is something that Spielberg loves and respects so much. It's weird to me that, that was that he was like, yeah, let's do this.
1: Tintin could have been a great two D traditional animated. Exactly.
0: Film. See, that's what I think. That's what Enhanced I think with CGI time. or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Ah, uh,
1: like if they, even if, if they've they done like the Paper Man. Yeah, but on Tintin. It would have been amazing. Well, I mean, you get experiments like this, and I think Hollywood realizes, okay, maybe that wasn't the way to go. Technology isn't up to what we need to do with, with They didn't with that learn limit.
0: that, because what, like, Mars Needs Mom's and that terrible Christmas Carol movie? Everything Robert Zemeckis has done in the last 10 well, years? Well, look,
1: that stuff was really fun, like, but look, the Christmas Carol movie bombed so badly that uh, Zemeckis has to close the studio. Yeah. Mar- Mars Needs Mom did so badly, like, Disney almost got kicked in the nuts over but that. But it's
0: Peter Jackson Tins and didn't Steven Steven do that Spielberg. Well, they're Still learning said. that, I mean, like, this movie.
1: there's an uncanny valley that audiences won't let themselves be led into. Yeah. So I mean, they weird. keep on pushing, but I'm, audiences will it's push weird. back. It was so. b- it
0: was bizarre. So you don't. It was a shame, shame because, like, I really Jamie Bell as Tintin is a great choice, and Andy Serkis as Haddock. Um, and like abstractly, like Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, as the. But had you not told me that that was them, I never would have known.
1: A little bit. If you know it's them, you can kind of tell some of the body language and yes. some of the characters well, just a little bit. Like especially it. Nick Frost, yeah. he's kind of like the bigger d- dorkier guy. Yeah. But even then, yeah, it's 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 like their bodies. It's a weird but like with... It's such a beautiful, gross movie. Oh, man. I almost in that watching that movie, I almost expect Judge Doom to show up with a bu- bucket of dip and just throw it on everybody, and everyone <laughs> start melting. <laughs> oh
0: that my I mean, god. The best I misheard you. I heard you say Judge Dredd <laughs> shows up. Did I? Um, did I? No, you I mean, did say Judge Doom. <laughs> my brain just processed it as Judge Dredd. And that would be my favorite. That's an even better. That would have been my favorite moment.
1: Well, just speaking of Robert Zemeckis, supposedly he really is out on making a Roger Rabbit sequel that will be traditionally animated.
0: Well, they've been talking about that for a long time. Well,
1: everyone was concerned that they were assumed that this was going to be his excuse to come up with photorealistic cartoons. Yeah. And like, like, it seems like he's learned his lesson a little bit. Like, he's been very vocal with saying, no, if we do this, it will be hand-drawn. I'm not going to do my computer generator I hope shit.
0: they don't base it on, uh, who censored Robert Rabbit, because it was a fucking weird book. They barely based it, like, no, the, no, even they, the original know, movie was I barely, yeah. I was making a joke. That was my very funny joke. Um, I also watched The Rescues Down Under. Man, I still have all of the rescues what? Down Did Under you? memorized. Oh, right res-
1: it's it's not like just, I, watch, watch I watched Rescues Down, down I
0: also watched The Rescues Down Under. I still have an embarrassing amount of that
1: movie memorized. That's the one they got australia They
0: got Australian. Is, all that, is australia. that like the eight, all of my the understandings? Early understandings I think it was early 1990s. 1990, yeah, 1990. Yeah, I
1: remember that. That was was that the last big release they had before Little Mermaid, and I like they so. had a whole big Disney Renaissance. I yeah. think
0: so. It's uh yeah that movie. It's actually still pretty good. You know
1: Zoe Bell's to chill up. I realized up
0: everything it. I know about Australia comes from that movie.
1: <laughs> well, pretty to me, much everything I know about Australia comes from Mad Max, the Mad Max, know, yeah. and,
0: and Rescues Down Under. That's pretty much it to me. The movie's actually stands so up. So probably well. go
1: to Australia. Is
0: is it Bobble well, and Josh a... Jacobor again? Yeah, okay. because they rescue. They go and rescue little kids, and there's a little boy who gets kidnapped. One thing I did not recognize realize as a child that I realize now: the villain in that movie is a hunter. What's his name? McLeach or something like that. Something dumb. But uh, one thing I did not appreciate as a child is that the evil poacher is an American.
1: <laughs> really?
0: The evil poacher in Australia is... He's like an is, older white guy or yeah, something? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a big man? scary... No, he's a big scary poacher, but he's like a, from the South. Like okay. he's got a generically southerny accent. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I totally missed that little detail as a child.
1: Yeah what guy, So what got you Watching The Rescuers Down Under
0: Well everybody's been Talking about the Disney stuff on Oh Netflix. that's right
1: That's what. It, don't they have Like the Beagle And the Hound And all that shit On there too You I mean the Fox And the Hound it's Whatever What the <laughs> don't they have the dog and also another dog <laughs> i don't pay attention to disney movies well yeah it's funny because like most of the disney movies that are up on there it's it's the b grade aside from like dumbo yeah. which dumbo is pretty b grade
0: who doesn't want to watch the Pocahontas sequel bill is that on there i forgot that there was a Pocahontas sequel
1: and there are like three little mermaid sequels because when i was living in pittsburgh they had an advertisement for like it was like the third little mermaid straight to video movie i
2: think and it Lassiter. had her daughter
1: And one of my friends was like, oh, yeah, I'd bang her. I'm like, "It's a fucking 12-year-old fish girl. (laughs) the hell's your problem?
0: Bill, what else did you do this week? Oh,
1: God. That Hobbit shit. What happened? (laughs) I'm still thinking.
0: Bill, tell me about Nintendo Power.
1: Oh, uh, the last issue of Nintendo Power came out on shelves this week. I bought two copies. It seemed like uh, the local Fred Meyers only had three copies. Yeah. I'd, well, I'd, I wanted to buy one so I could actually read it, and the other one I'll just keep sealed mm-hmm. and masturbate on it because it's a <laughs> plastic and you know it won't get dirty. But <laughs> I can go, use though. it to my own ends. Oh no, that came out. It's very cute. I should have shown it to you before we start recording, so yeah, we before talk you about masturbated
0: it. all over it. Yeah.
1: No, Not there is a fold we'll out. There is a big folder of Samus Aran, a big uh, poster that folds out. Like hello, I'm in my blue suit. How you doing? Mm, is there nah, really? Nah. No, thank God. It's, um, that's Doesn't one they used to have posters. I was wondering if they were going to do a poster in their last. I'm version. surprised they never. No, there is a poster. No, there is. It is great. There is a poster, and the poster is just a co- all the covers of Nintendo Power. Just Aww. that's it. That it's just uh, like in a big line. That's great. On the flip side, it's 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 naked Elf. <laughs> elf. <laughs> It's late 80s nostalgia. Like, the, most of the magazine is... It's great because it's the last uh, issue of Nintendo Power, and the only new thing they're really talking about is, like, uh, Wii U is so great! Yay! New Super Mario Brothers! And the rest of the entire issue is just, like, here's here's cool stuff in Nintendo Power from, like, 1989. Cool yeah. stuff from Nintendo from... It's really mostly just retrospective. a retrospective about itself, which is great because that's the only reason people are going to buy that last episode issue anyway. So, <laughs> But, yeah, no, my uh, contribution, which was uh the last howard and Nestor strip that's mm-hmm. the last thing in the magazine right before like at the very end it says game over thanks for playing bill whatever. has killed
0: another gaming magazine <laughs>
1: oh i'm bad luck and then uh from the podcast leslie Lovings, yeah sure her uh clay cover is on the front too it's it looks, looks really gorgeous i don't know if she photographed it too because i emailed her to say hey like congratulations on the great cover mm-hmm. and uh, i was like did you have to take that professional photographer because like even the way it's like, photographed just very nicely. You can see all the detail on the clay and stuff. And yeah. It's got a cool background. I just love the color of, of the last yeah. issue of Nintendo Power. It's kind of like this blue, but it's kind of this warm blue. It's just yeah. very warm colors on the cover. And she was like, oh, no, I took the photograph and everything myself. Yeah. I did the entire cover by myself. I was like, oh, yeah, that's very cool. She has a lot of experience in photographing her, her works, dude. Oh, yeah, because she, she does those beastly things. And, yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know. With Nintendo being kind of really anal with how its stuff looks, especially mm-hmm. for a cover, yeah. I thought maybe they would have had just had her sculpt the sculpture, and then, like, well, she lives in L.A., so she could have probably found a professional, somebody that Nintendo could have hired to mm-hmm. photograph it. But no, I'm glad they just let her do all this herself. Yeah, she did badass. a fucking knockout job She on really that. did. Well, I love well Leslie. Done. She's great. Well done. What else?
0: The one thing I can't stop doing this week, really, all I've done this week, um, besides working, was, and working on my other podcast, which I can t- start to talk about because I finally realized I could put up a temporary page on the front page. Yeah, new
2: episode goes really up tomorrow, right?
0: Uh, well, I'm not done with it yet, so maybe not. But uh, uh, my, some friends and I are working on a podcast called the Ladylike Book Club, where we will, Woo! a monthly book club where we read lesbian romance novels and talk about them. Is
1: it one book per month?
0: Yeah, it's a monthly book club.
1: That's what that means. Monthly? Well, it means you get together once a month and talk about a book.
0: That's what, have you never been in a book club? Hell no, no
1: you I can read, read by myself. a
0: book and then book you club talk to you about it. you have part of? I've been a part of a couple and we had to do them in school and stuff. I was like part of the
1: Penthouse Forum the book whole,
0: club. <laughs> the whole thing about a book Their club is house. you read a book and then you come ready to discuss I it. never thought this would happen to me, but I
1: was at a book club.
0: If you, wanna, book if you want to hear me and my friends read passages of lesbian sex, tune in to the really? Lady Like Book Club. Well, let's say it's, all, it's all the romance novels.
1: Are you guys in character? Yes,
0: Bill actually there is a running joke if you want to hear me do a terrible australian accent and read one of those then tune in to talking about
1: up. licking someone's spot who
0: else is on the on the
1: podcast um then? it's my
0: wife foley um my fr- uh, friend of the podcast brenna zidane and a uh, friend of mine conley smith we talked about
2: ladies conley
1: smith
0: conley smith she's sweetheart
1: sounds like someone you would name an apple after <laughs> conley smith
0: anyway um uh, the other thing i've been doing this week is i keep rewatching last week's parks and recreation which is so goddamn beautiful what, what happened it was um, was it their honeymoon episode because the last
1: one no no
0: uh, it's uh, Ron Swanson has been had a chair nominated with the um for like a local woodworkers association yeah. so he goes to the co- like to to accept his award he takes his um his lady Lucy Lawless and uh, Tammy shows up oh uh, no was Tammy Mulally was Tammy number two
1: is that yeah. Tammy number two.
0: Yeah, and it's just an enjoyable episode. I watch it So it's really Ron centric then. The A plot is that, and then the B plot is um, uh, Andy and uh, uh, Tom Haverford and um, I can't remember her name. Retta. What's Retta's character's name? Retta? Retta. What's her name? Who's Retta? A black lady? Her, name, her, her character's name. What's her character's name? A black lady? Yes, Bill. I What's don't
1: know. Her... I can... Oh I know it's just... brown lady brown brown slim boy <laughs> black lady there's brown anyway, lady Anyway
0: April andy tom You're and retta I person. can't remember I know be quiet they apparently they put a dollar in a box every time they laugh at Jerry And then and then once a year they go and have Jerry dinner <laughs> <laughs> and they have, like, $516. I like, they find, and Anne beat, like, totally, he's like, you a- assholes, like, you should do something nice for Jerry, or at least buy, invite him to dinner. Yeah. And then it tur- they find out that uh, he, Jerry's actually having a big Christmas party that night. Aww. While they're being assholes. It's very... It's I like love,
1: a, like, we've talked uh, in the past, so one of the things that makes uh, Parks and Recreation really special is, especially as opposed to The Office, yeah. was that the characters are all nice people, and they all mean well, and they yeah. all actually seem to enjoy each other's companies, and they're all yeah. working together to do good for the public good yeah it's a nice warm fuzzy thing they all originally hate the nicest character on the show, well, Jerry. Well, what's funny? The reason why it works, <laughs> Jerry, is, is fate's bitch.
0: <laughs> everyone <laughs> hates Jerry. Everyone likes picking on Jerry. But what's funny? Then they're always like, "Oh, Jerry." The running joke is everyone thinks Jerry's miserable and his life is sad, pathetic. I know, but he's Well, Jerry is the happiest person on the show. He's the only person who's content. Well, every time know? they storm into his house, like he'll be in the bath, like yeah. reading
1: a book with like little candles. You get to and meet his like wife. That. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, what's her
0: name? What's her name? Christina Brinkley from the 80s that's yeah. his wife
1: oh really See, yeah. that's what i'm
0: saying that's it's like it's great <laughs> it's such a great episode and then the seapot is um uh oh man uh ben dwyer and um
1: ben white
0: or ben white because you love Dwyer's ice really cream confused. i understand well andy dwyer yeah i'm getting confused um and
1: oh he's in zero dark 30 Would well, they blow up obama yes or uh Osama. i'm racist
0: watch out bill what? is he the guy who's gonna knock on your door but I that's funny because like, now he's trying to be a cop
1: He's trying to be a cop on Parks and Recreation, right?
0: Anyway, so hey friends, we didn't talk about this. So this week we're going to be talking about our games of 2012. You derailed my thought, Bill. I'm going to derail your thought. This week we're going gonna to talk I was about our, our games. to <laughs> water
1: five years in the future after he, For some reason, he had to kill his wife for some reason because she betrayed him. It's like The Godfather, and then now he's got to go kill Osama because I don't know stuff. So.
0: So we're going to be talking about the games of 2012.
1: Are they talking about Ben Wyatt and uh, Leslie Nope getting married yet? Because I forgot. No, because I got confused because on the Halloween episode, it was Ben Wyatt and Leslie Nope They got engaged, right? Mm-hmm. And I forgot because I'm also getting that confused with 30-year-old because what's her name?
0: Leslie, uh, Liz Lemon.
1: Liz Lemon. 20 L's. Liz Lemon. She actually did get married. And I think last week's episode would have been her honeymoon episode. That's why I was asking you if it was a honeymoon episode. I did Leslie not find 30 year so, man, that's going to be the last episode of the season is them getting married, though. Probably. Man, I love Parks and Recreation, this, this shit. Yeah. I hope the box set, when the series box set, when the show's over, it comes out. It comes in a wooden box designed by... uh. Ron Swanson? That would be beautiful. Like a hand-carved kind
0: of like... One of my favorite jokes at this woodworker convention is they're like, at some point they inevitably do the retrospective where it's like, here are the woodworkers who have died last last year (laughs) with the coffins they designed themselves. exactly, yeah. (laughs) So it's like these photos of these dour-looking men and
1: just like oak coffin, (laughs) cherry coffin. Oh no, the the, the serious boxing because it's also just being in a little uh, DJ Roomba. Here we go. Does DJ Roomba come back in a while? No, that's a that's one of my favorite supporting characters they've, on television. They've
0: talked about how they're gonna, they may do another treat yourself episode, but they're really Well it's being an careful. annual event.
1: I'm always bummed when like episodes will sh- talk about like an annual event that you never get to see, like yeah. on on the they uh... have
0: lives you don't get to see. They talk well, about that Jerry dinner. They've been doing this for years. Oh, they have late. been. Yeah. Well,
1: there's the uh, on the Office. They had the Dundies, which you only got to see like maybe once.
0: I think they did it twice, and it was boring the second time. Oh,
1: okay, maybe that's why And that's just... why you don't do But even, like, on Parks and Recreation, there's the, was it, the pre-Valentine's Day girls-out dinner, where mm-hmm. everyone just snarks at each other, and bitches, and oh uh, there's, yeah there's, yeah, I don't know. See, but I like, why
0: revisit the traditions if you have but nothing new to yourself. add to it? That'd be that, that, that would be the highlight of every seen. Well, the thing is that they want to, they have to outdo it. Like, yeah. treat yourself with such an But even pretzel
1: thing. day on The Office, that would have been funny if that, like, kept on coming back. <laughs> Just even though, because that's not a big holiday or anything like that, but having a Pretzel Day episode, not even a whole episode about Pretzel Day, but if it's just something that does get, like, every, like, third episode in March every year. It just happens to be, like, oh, gotta bring up the... You know, it's like Harry Potter,
0: where, you know, like... You there's just, always Christmas in Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, there's always Pretzel Day in the office. There's always, uh... Uh, Treat Yourself Day in Anyway, what were you saying?
0: This year we're going to be talking about the games of 2012. We're going to be doing it a little differently than we have in the past. We are going to have, uh, the first ever... Annual howdies. We have a number of award categories and a number of deserving games we will celebrate in those categories. But first we got the Geek Wigger review. That's right. Yeah. So set your set your bodies to excitement, friends.
1: We'll be back in a second. We lay under the Misty
2: Mountains cold.
1: We're back oh, okay all right friends it's time for a geek weekend review treat yourself to the geek weekend man can we be those two for halloween some year <laughs> i'm I'll not be the gonna be lady. you could be who who do we know dylan would make a great tom haverford no
0: she would not <laughs> bill make friends with an indian man that could be tom do
1: we know i need it. it's portland there's gotta be some indian people there's a lot of asians no bill it's it's portland it's the land of white people no, this is true Guys, if you want to be an Indian person for our uh, Halloween, I could be Jerry. I'm Oh, man.
0: So, speaking of racism.
1: (laughs) So much of the geek we away. I went to go
0: see White Christmas this week. Had a lot of fun. And I tweeted. I was like, oh, man, I love White Christmas, but I forgot that it features a whole blackface sequence. And one of my listeners said, yeah, that's right. That's why I love. uh, One of you guys said, that's why I prefer Holiday Inn. I've never actually seen Holiday Inn. That's one word. Holiday Inn has actual (laughs) blackface. Because a white Christmas has just like they're talking about minstrel shows, but none of them are actually in. Blackface. Holiday and his what Abraham set the
1: darky free. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, oh my god! Did I ever tell you about the Mad Men episode where there's blackface in it? I was oh, just watching no. it right before you showed up. Uh, the, well, the episode takes place in 1963, and one of the older guys he ends up holding an engagement party for himself and his new young bride. And uh, there's this whole uh, bit where the guy shows up in blackface and sings a whole song to his wife. And, uh, you know, because it's 1963 and everyone's old enough, this is like kind of par for the course for them. They're all like, yeah,
2: that's so great.
1: And like only two people in the whole audience, like uh, uh, Don Draper, the main character and Pete Campbell, who's like the youngest guy in the firm. He's young enough to be like, what the fuck is this? It's kinda of nice thing just to show the how like yeah. even in nineteen sixties, like blackface was still like, Oh, minstrel show stuff. That's completely yeah, accepted. It's
0: from each other. And like, you know Well the whole point of the sequence in White Christmas
1: is like, I miss minstrel
0: shows. Remember? Yeah, Back exactly. The day? Yeah, and that's
1: what like even in this episode of Mad Men it was of like, Oh yeah, what we're having an old timey good time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just like, Ugh. Anyway. So was it good? Was the White Christmas good? Oh, it's great. It's Did it's they great, win crazy. in the end? Yes, Bill. What, how does White Christmas end? They defeat the Nazis. Yeah, well, it starts on World War II, right? That's why I love that movie. It's, like, it's, it's very sweet. It. Uh, White Christmas is uh, like Inglorious Bastards, except with more singing.
0: So with a geek, we can review. <laughs> <laughs> on Wednesday. Doesn't he have Bing Crosby in it and he's yes, a horrible it person?
1: It's got Danny Kaye, who only know now from Fallout 3. I love Danny Kaye, though. Didn't he sing?
0: Have you never seen The Court Jester?
1: the hell's The Court jester? The Court
0: Jester is actually really funny and you should watch it. Oh,
1: that's why they have a mental show about the Spaniards because it takes place in medieval times.
0: On Wednesday, the University of Chicago received a package addressed to Henry Walton Jones Jr. Yeah, this is great. Inside the twine-wrapped package, which bore stamps and postmarks from Egypt, was a handwritten journal belonging to Abner
1: Ra- Ravenwood. Yeah! That's Whoever perfect. did this is fucking... I was, I was kind of worried that maybe this is, like, a Paramount promotion for some kind of, like, announcement of a new Indiana Jones box set or something. Like, no! That the
0: stuff was, wasn't was that well made.
1: No, but I'd love so that great. somebody just said, fuck it, I'm gonna send uh, an Indi- uh a package addressed at Indiana Jones to Indiana Jones's college for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, I put a lot of fucking work into it because it's a handwritten journal. Well, it's, all the, it's yeah. Throughout the thing is completely illustrated and handwritten. They, uh, they made fake 1937 era money. Yeah, and for some reason they also just stuffed it with pictures of Marion Ravenwood from lot of stuff. But yeah, like i just yeah, that's amazing. That's great. I love. I love some prop nut out there just went crazy and yeah. decided, you know, let's have a little fun with uh, an yeah. alternate reality game. Not even alternate I could reality. I can
0: either sell game, this but... for $100 on Etsy or I could just send it to the University of Chicago.
1: Well, that's great. That's almost like a Christmas present to the geeky parts of the internet. That's, that's pretty great. great. Yeah.
0: Um, Doctor Who is returning this April. Hopefully, it won't be terrible. Yeah, it was
1: announced, I think it's the first week of April or something. But yeah, it is coming. It's the exact same time of year that it came back last year. Because last year, April was great for me because it was Game of Thrones, Doctor Who. And uh, Legend of Korra all going on at the same time, so like, and they I think they all show up on Sundays too, yeah. So it was like every Sunday night was like three straight hours, like Woohoo, awesome TV. So it looks like it's shaping up to be that again. This Have they year.
0: announced when the next Game of Thrones is going to be on?
1: Uh, it will be I think it's three thirty one, last day of March. Okay, yeah. So exactly, that's what I'm saying. It'll show up just in time for April again this year. I think it's I think it's only going to be another ten episode season, and it's only going to be the first half of what's the third book. A uh, bucket of fuck. For
0: the third, I thought you were talking about Doctor Who.
1: What? I thought you were talking about Doctor Who. I just put this in there to appease people who still like Doctor Who. I oh, like dear. Doctor Who. Man, the last season and a half has been pretty rotten, though. Man, it wouldn't be so bad if the whole reveal of who River Song was wasn't so disappointing, and Amy Pond and Rory leaving weren't so disappointing. There have been a good other episodes mixed in there, but like the two big plot points they had to hit. In the last season and a half, were real letdowns, which kind of bums me up because you got you've got the actual Doctor's fiftieth anniversary coming up next November. But on the other hand, either have
0: they now finally they're able to start slightly fresh because they don't have Rory no, anymore. Um, is Ro- River Song still kicking around?
1: She's floating around out there.
0: Okay, but she's not with
1: the. Doctor It's Doctors actually kind of cute because uh, uh, Amy and Rory's last episode, they end up leaving, and River shows up to consult the Doctor, mm-hmm. and the episode ends with like her just saying, "Hey, let's let's get out here. I'll go on an adventure with you." that's that's kind of the end of the season she's still out there so but you know she can still come back whenever but yeah uh but yeah so yeah in april they're also going to start filming on the doctor who uh 50th anniversary special yeah so uh i hope hopefully all the previous doctors their their uh, schedules are clear and they can come back yeah so i think david Tennant said something recently about how he's he's signed to come back even what's his name not uh, christopher eccleston yeah he's all favorite? been like yeah he's all been like i maybe i will come back after all so yeah, that's gonna we'll I don't understand what this means.
0: According to Paramount, Paramount is playing a red shirt from Space Seed. You said according to Paramount, Paramount is playing a red shirt. Oh, did you know it's Heidi week. Seizure?
1: No, according to Paramount, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, there's been more kerfuffles. Uh, he is now. It's been confirmed by Paramount that he is playing a character named John Harrison. He is not playing the Gary Mitchell or the Khan that I was talking about last week. Although it's still J.J. Abrams, so it still could be a big switcheroo. What a twist. What a twist. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, John Here, this sounds like this may be uh, an original character, or if it's not an original character, it sounds like it may be a crewman on Khan's ship, because there's a whole thing about how when in Star Trek they find Khan, he's been floating in space for 200 years yeah. because he tried to take over the planet in 1996 or something could like that. Could this be a
0: build-up to Khan in the third? Uh, it
1: could movie? be, exactly, or something like that. But they did mention the, the cute blonde in the trailer is Carol Marcus, who is... Uh, who shows up in Star Trek 2, she is the mom of uh, Kirk's uh, son in the future. So th- she Kirk's ties son. into con- So
0: she has sex with, wait.
1: Eventually she will bear his child. I'm
0: confused, okay.
1: But his son will die at the edge of a Klingon blade <sighs> on the Genesis planet.
0: <gasps>
2: <gasps> 23 years Trek. into
0: the future! Oh, Star so Trek. So that's Star
1: Trek stuff, whatever. Blah, blah,
0: blah. The creator of Night Court, Reinhold wieg Yeah, you know him! Died was... of
1: unspecified causes earlier this he month. He sent you a card last year Reinhold for Reinhold is a great name. Reinhold Weech? Weech? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Weech. I guess so. He died. Reinhold I Weech. just... This is an excuse to put the Night Court theme song in, in the, <laughs> on the podcast somewhere this Man, week. Man, Night Court. Did you Yeah, you watched Night Court? Yeah. That was a cute goddamn excuse show. It was now. very cartoony. Yeah. There was an episode... Who was, who was the black guy who was like... Not the constable. There was a black guy who was like the clerk. Yeah. There was an episode where... Oh, no. Was it he, he or Dan Fieldman He gets chased by a giant eight ball rolling through the halls? That mo- that show was like Scrubs before Scrubs became Scrubs, where it's kind of cartoony sitcom bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> if you have Nazi Night Court, I don't think it's on Netflix or anything. I don't think I don't it's one it of those is. shows that you can find easily. Yeah, I always
0: watched it on reruns. And
1: Which stuff. is a bummer. I actually, li- I think that was an NBC sitcom right around the same time like The Cosby Show and Family Ties and stuff were on. I, don't think, the- I think Family Ties is on Netflix. I don't think The Cosby Show is. It's kind of hard to track down a lot of those old 80s sitcoms. Like, easily, without, like, having to torrent them. Just like, yeah, Night Court. Yeah. Square Enix
0: announced a quote-unquote free iOS port of Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm that if you wanted to buy all the content that is in the original $30 3DS version, you'd have to spend $100 to unlock it. It would cost about 150 to unlock everything in the game and its DLC.
1: Yeah, that's kind of bullshit.
0: Welcome to iOS games, my friend.
1: Which well, is weird because Square's gotten yelled at by gamers in the past because, like, they'll come out with like they'll port a DS game to the uh, to the iPhone and still charge 40 bucks for it. Hey, there you go. This one's free. <laughs> I know, i they're <laughs> all thinking, hey, it's free, except each thing... Yeah, exactly, except if you want the, all the same content in this $30 game, you have to throw down $100, and it's just kind of like, you know. It's a funny... I've been playing it on the 3DS. Yeah, Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm is a really cute game. People who don't know... Uh, this is a game where it's it's, uh, it's essentially like, elite beat agents. Mm-hmm. It's a music rhythm game, except it's uh, just music from all the different Final Fantasy games. Yeah. I'm almost, almost up to Final Fantasy twelve, which is your favorite mm-hmm. that you played through. the... is that the only one you
0: played? No, I've played. I played um, six, seven, eight, nine. And ten.
1: What do you think of all the games aside from twelve? Because I know you played the shit out of twelve. I
0: liked them at the time.
1: Yeah,
0: I um, you know, I was in high school. as friends with a lot of anime nerds. Like, you have to play Final oh, that Fantasy. Kind of stuff, yeah, and I played them with a, a game, not a game genie, the follow up, the Game Shark. So I cheated out the nose. Oh, okay, so as long as you like, had
1: a good time, did yeah. you beat any of them? Other, other all than twelve?
0: I had a Game oh, Shark. Really? Oh really? Okay. <laughs> well, this is still forty cheating, hour investment. I
1: could see like you, you could still play half of it and still get yeah. the gist of the game. You know, it's not like you
0: i remember final fantasy 8 was the first time when i remember thinking man this writing in this video game is really bad Yeah, it's terrible is that the one with the chick with the angel wings yes and
1: and, and people have the gun swords
0: well pe- that's a couple
1: that's yeah that's true but so, yeah.
0: um yeah no that's uh what's it what's his name what's the name of the guy is it rain
1: something like that it's squall who's the main guy he's got little feather vest is that squallin is it Squall and Rain? Is there they, were they that cheap? Just to go Squall and Rain, I don't Thunderstorm I there, and Cloud. I know
0: there's a Final Fantasy person listening to me. Man, this week is me shitting on beloved gaming, like, geek properties. Doctor Who, whatever, Star Trek. I was the one who was like Doctor Lord Who. Lord of the Rings. But Steve
1: Moffat. Poop
0: Final pants. Fantasy, whatever.
1: Well, you, you had a long week.
0: Next spring season of Arrested Development has grown from 10 episodes to 12 to 15 episodes. Yeah. That's
1: exciting. Which I wonder if that means they're still planning to dump like all the episodes on one day. Because that was interesting because, you know, Netflix is producing this new uh season of Arrested development that mm-hmm. will air on Netflix. And they've been saying that they're they like instead of releasing them weekly, they're just gonna dump them the whole season's just gonna show up on Netflix out of the blue. What did sometime they do with spring. uh
0: what was their other original content? Lilyhammer? What did they do with that? Did they dump That's it all still on s- there. I don't know. Well, yeah, no, I don't but know. But what I'm the, you that it's I don't know what
1: the release is, yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So, Naughty Dog admitted this week that they were asked to push Ellie to the background on the Last of Us cover, but they politely refused. Yeah. They also mentioned that they were at like they they were asked to even put her on the back cover, and they're like, no, she's which is a direct dig to Bioshock Infinite, which has um, uh, its lady lead in the back. She the back oh cover. she
1: is just on the, back she's cover? on the back cover. Oh, that's doubly insulting because I could see if you just say, oh, we only had room for Booker at MT and the G's. Who's the guy from Bioshock? (laughs)
0: Booker M.T. and G's? That's what it is now. (laughs) No, uh, did you see that Ken Levine did finally come out and say there's going to be a reversible cover and everyone can vote on what they want on it?
1: Yeah, a lot of the covers are kind of funky looking. Which one did you vote on? I voted on one. Yeah, did you see what they look like? Yeah, I looked them. There's like one, like a couple of those things are like, I could have designed something better than that. (laughs) That's me being an asshole.
0: I chose... Well, they're clearly all alternate designs that they pitched for the cover, because they're all the same kind of look.
1: Oh, exactly. I chose the one... Well, there's one that's kind of like really kind of like 1960s, where it's all kind of like very graphic. It's kind of red, white, and black. They
0: did reuse some of the art that was done for like...
1: Well, the Saturday Evening Post stuff is great. Well, that's the one I chose. It's one of the Saturday Evening Post looking ones. Well, the two big popular ones I saw, there's one of... Who's the big handyman guy? Is it the handyman? Mm -hmm. The big robot guy with the big clumpy hands? Yeah. He's like I think he's like lifting up somebody's hands. Yeah. And uh I like
0: the one that's a songbird that it's like it's the other stylized one that's like the song songbird reaching down for Elizabeth.
1: oh that's the one that's the last option that's option number six that's the one i chose because
0: it's not elizabeth yeah and if you're supposed to be it's like very graphically pleasing i can do well especially
1: if the game the the games is definitely all the promos and stuff really is really hammering the idea that like oh elizabeth you're gonna have some kind of like traumatic experience Well, like elizabeth you're gonna have this great emotional connection to so if she's gonna be that important to you as a player why not have her on the goddamn cover yeah especially for the reversible cover yeah yeah I can dig it, and she has different outfits too. Yeah, but no, we're talking about. Uh, so yeah, this is. Um, did you know that uh, Last of Us is gonna have multiplayer?
0: They they announced it this week. Well, of course they. I because mean, Uncharted kids had Kids come running
1: for the Uncharted multiplayer. <laughs> I guess that was successful enough that like that's still been. They're still a supporting th- it. Small but thriving community. Yeah, people are still playing. They have enough of a community that I see people get excited whenever they announce like a double EXP weekend and stuff. Yeah, but. It's still just and that that really really leads me to believe that the gameplay really is just going to be kind of uncharted-like, where it's going to be mostly just running around shooting. And, and well, stuff.
0: it looks like it's going to be more of an issue of um, ammo scarcity.
1: Yeah, which is fine, but yeah, we'll see. I, I, it seems like The Last of Us is going to be more about the story and the characters rather than the gameplay. Yeah.
0: All right, so now it's time for This Week in Trailers. Um, The Pacific Rim trailer came out. Which one's Pacific Rim? Pacific Rim is Guillermo del Toro's. Oh, it's that one. Robots vs.
1: Aliens movie. Rocket Punch.
0: Rocket Punch. The movie knows how ridiculous it is what girl, else there's other like, people? I didn't great. realize
1: it was Idris Elba Idris
0: Elba's in it Bang Bang from the Brothers Bloom is in it Was
1: she in the trailer? Yeah Oh I didn't notice She's the lady pilot Is there like show her. Idris Elba is he the main character? Cause it's gotta be some I don't stupid white so. guy It looks like it's guy, that right? white guy Who's the protagonist Cause he, they seem to
0: put him in the front In the trailer But Idris Elba Is fucking beautiful in He's that got suit. his British accent too Which oh, you never God get to damn. hear Did you see the photo minute That someone did Of turning him in that outfit Into Commander Shepard No it's amazing. What? Yeah, they just, all they do is they put an incense patch suits? on him. He, they're, they're pilot suits. They wear these, like, full-body black piloting suits. Of
1: course, you're the girl going,
0: oh, he looks so sexy in his well, little suit. I, I think they're kind
1: of
2: fun. Oh, all I remember is just that monster is getting punched in the
1: face. Oh! Uh, spoilers, the bet the, okay, uh, the best part that does not involve Galadriel and the Hobbit is there's a scene where rock monsters uh, fight in the mountains. Yeah. Spoilers. That's the best part.
0: Anyway, go See, I would want it to be like the stop-motion um, rock king in uh, Return to Oz. It's a little bit like That's that. That's what I would want in my mind's eye. Where he's
1: just like, I've got a crown now. Gold search for the friends. They've That's been great. turned into fruit juice. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, Pacific Rim looks dumb and great.
1: Yeah, no, that looks fantastic. Is that coming out in the spring? It's not going to be a big summer movie? I can't remember. I, not... I was so busy going, ha! Ah, some giant robots. Is this monster. what he did? This is what Guillermo del Toro was doing instead of The Hobbit? Because he was supposed to do The Hobbit. I don't know the story of what happened there about The Hobbit.
0: Well, I mean, clearly something happened because I know that um, Guillermo del Toro did a lot of the designs for The Hobbit. Yeah, which doesn't seem like any that it.
1: survived into the final film because it all looks very Peter Jackson. There's then... no, there's no dudes with like eyeballs in their palms or anything like that.
0: But uh, yeah. It, I, it a, looks like a lot of fun. There's a funny fat goblin king in the Hobbit. Oh
2: god. He's all that like just... Hobbit, sure you like the Hobbit, you sure
0: keep talking about the Hobbit. There's
1: bits that are great. Yeah. Uh we did watched you... the Okay. Go ahead. ahead. Gandalf has butt cancer, did you hear? Ian McKellen? Yeah. His... It's it turns out he got diagnosed with a... col was it prostate or colon? I think it's prostate cancer, like six or seven years ago. I did not know. It's concerning like how much filming he had to do for these Hobbit movies. Like he's holding up pretty goddamn well. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Go
0: ahead. The other trailer that came out this week was the uh After Earth movie with Will Smith and Will Smith's son.
1: Oh, uh, so it was the f- we just watched that right before recording. Is that the first time you'd seen it? Yeah, I never yeah, okay. seen it before. Yeah, what's up with like post-apocalyptic Earth movies?
0: So we are seeing, I was on the bill, this has got to be the post Avatar sci-fi boom.
1: Yeah. Cuz there's
0: no way like Pacific Rim gets funded and then uh After Earth and Oblivion Grades and all both... three
1: of them seem to be kind of vaguely post-apocalyptic because it's about like Earth getting well well
0: Oblivion uh, P- Pacific Rim is set ostensibly in the modern
1: day except you know so we just have with robots to... so I, every... I want Works. Well, did you because see there are multiple robots? Yeah, did that's you see uh, on Reddit, someone had posted the uh, this, is, like, this is actually part of the publicity materials for Pacific Rim. It's the blueprints for all the different countries' different robots. So the insinuation is, like, all the all, like, Oh, H- that's why he's British, then. I bet you he's the British <laughs> That's what they're talking about. There's, like, a Russian robot. There's a Chinese robot. <laughs> Japanese have their own, like, which is, like, the feeder kind of, like, from, like, a Gundam thing. Oh, like, man. so, yeah, it's not just America saves the world, but, like, there's robots watch them all around the different countries anyway, <laughs> that movie can't it's gonna be great that movie can't be as good as it sounds it can this this might be my new uh pooty tang where i'm like that trailer i i'm fine with just living with the memory of what i think that movie should be rather than confronting the reality of what that movie has to be in real life i mean holy shit we'll see, yeah pacific Rim, man Pacific Rim. did you ever see robot jocks no. I was making I was talking about this on Twitter. There's a movie from like nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. It's about Russian is it is about Russia versus America uh uh giant mech pilots that they fight there's no monsters, but it's mech pilots fighting each other. It's hundred foot tall mechs that look like right out of Pacific Rim. Except it's uh, it's 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 it was made with a budget of about fifty dollars. <laughs> and it's all like stop motion, kinda like puppets like fighting yeah. each other and stuff. But yeah, it's it's a nice bridge between like uh, old timey Godzilla movies and Pacific Rim. They're, there you go. In that gray area <laughs> area lies robot jocks. <laughs> You'd love it. It's filled with, like, fucked up uh, racist characters God. and shit. too. Yeah. Anyway. Um, after Earth, uh, yeah, after, what do you say about it? After, you know what? It, Will Smith's voice it's sounds easy, intense. It's easy to remember which one this is if you call it After Earth.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's weird. It just, the trailer just looks like an excuse to have, like, Will Smith look 20 up. different poses of Will Smith's son looking uh, badass.
1: This is Will Smith's son looking badass, even though he kind of doesn't look like he's acting. It doesn't seem, I don't know, is he good? Is this the same son that was in The Karate Kid?
0: Yes, I think so. isn't, isn't he has a son and a daughter?
1: Isn't was doesn't he have a movie like a pet project for his daughter coming out sometime soon I have too? no idea. Whatever. I'm the wrong person. But yeah, this is the first time where it looks like Will Smith has let himself kind of look old and fucked up in a movie because he's not yeah. the guy uh, throwing out all the crazy quips. He's all like kind of fucked up and bloody. He's, and, yeah, he's got a
0: gravelly voice. Uh,
1: I'm a meh. Yeah, my friend's Tom. Waits. Anyway,
0: if you were to see uh. Will Smith's son almost get eaten by monkeys <laughs> Watch the trailer for After Earth.
1: I don't know what else to say about it. Who doesn't want to see a rich person's son get torn apart by animals? That should be, be their thing. Like, if this trailer looks like bullshit, at least take comfort that Will Smith's kid might die in this movie. Um, yeah. After, or, and then we saw
0: this week the trailer for Oblivion, which is Tom Cruise's which is not,
1: post-apocalyptic sci-fi It's movie. weird because, like, it's a movie... I was upset because I did not see any weirdly rendered li- lizard people, <laughs> and he's not stealing like like loaves of bread or fruit from barrels. I don't get what um, joke are saying. the video game. Oh, he's okay. not. It's it's not all a papyrus. T- <laughs> stuff I, I was I was very disappointed. Oblivion is interesting. You had to it, tell me about, I hadn't even heard about this. You had to tell me about. I, this. I think
0: it, just, it came out in the UK. And Oblivion. I, yeah, I only this is only on my radar because uh, Kiwi stuntwoman Zoe Bell is in this movie. Apparently
1: she's not in the trailer. She is. Well, like yeah, no. Oh, but you remember is. that one episode of Lost? She, she was quote she unquote was in, a character. And, in. She was a character. She was. She had four lines of dialogue and she died. Didn't she just walk up to the bridge of a ship, go Hello, this then, and like That's throw herself great over accent, the edge? Bill.
2: Yeah. She hey,
0: grabs herself
1: in Lord. chains. Um, wait, what's her one of her lines from? Boy, um, what's all this? then? People don't know. Oh, Zoe Bell. She was in Death Proof. She was a Zena. Uh, Zena. She was Lucy
0: Lawless's stuntwoman on Xena for about seven
1: years. Because she's from uh, New Zealand, she could probably do better up writing correcting the Lord of the Rings. Is all I'm saying. Uh, actually, Zoe Bell should be the. She should be playing Bilbo Baggins. They
0: might the crazy fights they woman, can it do. Looks neat. I like that we're seeing like this, this little sci-fi boom. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to go see all these terrible Oblivion movies. is... <laughs> Tom Cruise...
1: Annie pointed this out, Obliv- Oblivion looks like it was produced by someone who saw Moon and said, hey, you know what, we should just remake that with a bigger budget starring Tom Cruise. Yeah. Because there's something about cloned people or something well, like that's the that. implication. And Tom Cruise, he's the caretaker of Earth after Earth's population has been decimated. He, he and you're going to find out. He
0: drones that keep off the alien invaders is the implication. Yeah. But there's underground
1: humans. Yeah, and... you're going to find out like it he's like, disposable and he's going to fight against the state. It's going to be an Avatar thing where he's going to rise up with these underground people and...
0: But, you know, like, uh, you know, Tom Cruise tends to be in fun dumb sci-fi movies. Like, Minority Report was a good, fun time. Yeah. And uh, it can't be
1: worse than uh, The Island. I kind of li- like Tom Cruise because at least he's willing to put himself on crazy projects. Even Tom Cruise himself kind of seems like a miserable That's human That's one being. of those people
0: you have to, like,
1: disassociate the artist from the art. You yeah. The of the time.
0: Was a time.
1: Wasn't he the fat crazy guy in Terrible Movie that everyone said seemed to love for five minutes? Uh, wow. th- Thunderfuck. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Tropic Thunder. Yeah, he was a fat like he was funny in that. Did you see Tropic Thunder? I Did. Isn't it, oh there's a kid who gets thrown off. Isn't there a midget kid who tries to attack somebody and the and the and the dude throws him into a uh, into a river and blows him up or something. I don't remember this. Part. Oh man, that was my favorite movie, but even then I can't remember what that was. Anyway, also, this what? weekend
0: trailer is the Lone Ranger trailer finally came out or another one came. Do we out, need I even talk?
1: Well,
0: no, so I had to
1: say- <laughs> casual not even casual racism but galloping racism.
0: I I like Army Hammer.
1: What has he been in? in?
0: He was in the the social network. You like he was in the terrible Mirror Mirror movie, but in that movie he's he's a charismatic idiot.
1: Which one's Mirror Mirror?
0: Mirror Mirror is the terrible Snow White movie w- that was done by Tarsem. So is it's a beautiful pile of trash. That's Phil with... Collins daughter. And Julia Roberts. What? <laughs> the Snow White in that movie. My wife tells me this is Phil Collins' daughter. She has an eyebrow
1: situation that makes me feel better about my eyebrows than she does. She have like receding hairline. Just like <laughs> I just imagine Phil Collins in a dress. In a dress. <laughs> tonight, tonight, tonight. Oh, oh. No, we have to pay. We have to pay for the rights of that song. <laughs> that okay? What? Oh, that's weird. Army Hammer. He's that's funny to talk about because his fucking name yes army hammer. army hammer but yeah no i can't believe like fucking what's yeah, his name his the tonto looks... is tonto it's just like i that i'm uncomfortable watching that trailer i can't imagine sitting through two hours of him go how especially that, that we do have a vaguely there are some native people here in town hell my sister's married to an indian <laughs> he'll shoot me if i he finds out i want to go see this movie he gets checks from the government, reparation checks. He's that much Indian. He's not just like, pretending. He's I not. I don't just... feel comfortable even having this conversation. It's <laughs> all, <with> sin. <laughs> oh Jesus! And this is the most ancient racist kind of stereotype. Well, mostly it's like, like, like if howl, for no, howl, no other reason. It's
0: it's the avatar problem all over again, where it's like, hey, maybe if you have people who aren't white, maybe cast an unwhite person to play them.
1: Do you do you think you could find an Indian person who's gonna go how ooga booga woogum woogum? <laughs> Cause that's, that's that kind of role.
0: Yeah. Well, it seems like they've toned it down. They've just taken away his proper name. Like, I shit,
1: mean, but... I imagine if this were an Asian guy and yeah. it was, and it was like, dun, 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 dun. who, wait, what Asian person is going to play that? Well, not a good, good point. By uh, I else. wonder, it
0: makes me curious to see Iron Man 3 with Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin.
1: It sounds like Whatever. Mandarin. He's like, turns out, like, he's like, he got the nickname cause he loves Chinese <laughs> food. It's not like he's going to be Asian himself. <laughs> isn't, isn't, isn't Ben Kingsley actually like part Indian though? I mean, at least that's vaguely Asian. I mean, that's at least within the continent. India part of Asia.
0: We're going to take saying. a break from this troubling dialogue between two white people <laughs> in a basement. Yes,
1: we're going to come back and we're going said... to talk about the games of 2012. Our attempt to solve racism on this podcast <laughs> has failed. God damn it. <laughs>
0: General, generic. Talked about our favorite games. This year, we're doing something special. This year is the first annual Howdies.
1: The Howdies. We're going to talk about. Uh, this our uh, annual, now annual. Right. The first of the 20th annual <laughs> Howdy Awards uh, for video game excellence in the field of. <laughs>
0: for video game notability. Yeah. So we've got some categories here, friends. We're going to give out some Howdies. Wait, where's? Oh yeah.
1: Do I? We write these down. How, um, first game uh, most sponsored by Mountain Dew. <laughs> What would be our Mountain Dew sp- game powered by Mountain Dew game powered by? What do you drink? Whiskey? What's sure. your bourbon? Sure. What's your brand? What's your favorite booze and brand of?
0: I am a. I don't. I'm not discerning enough. I always get the shittiest whiskey. Schlitz. No, I get like Seagrams, which is <laughs>
1: like. Okay, so what's your game powered by Seagrams? <laughs> Seagrams whiskey.
0: Um. Uh. So, Bill, we we start with best haircutting. Oh, Sim- I
1: see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, best... wait. Do you want
0: to talk about our our games of the year? No, What's happening. What... I thought we were gonna do the order. Of this <laughs> things are
1: presented.
0: Oh, we're this not. Podcast is terrible. Okay.
1: Or do you want to go? Do you want to start with our actual? No, norms? best. Okay. Well, okay. Our nominees for best haircutting simulator: XCOM. <laughs> you do. You can level up your guys, and they go. They get coupons to Ricks. <laughs> I don't understand. You know what Ricks no. is? Maybe that's an East Coast Pennsylvania thing. That's a haircutting, like super cheapy, like five dollar <laughs> like haircutting salon. Yeah, it's, yeah, supercuts. Uh, there's also Bill's and, just making this up now. I'm trying to think. Uh, Mark of the ninja because you have a sword and you cut people's <laughs> heads go.
0: off, which is the winner. The winner for best haircutting simulator. Bill, if I'm doing not an easy through and the momentum of the joke. The winner for best haircutting simulator is The Walking Dead.
1: Spoilers is a part where you cut someone's hair. Spoilers. And then you stab him in the face because it's The Walking Dead.
0: No, yeah, that Walking was a good
1: Though,
0: that Walking was a Dead, great little oh moment. spoilers for every game we're going to talk about today, <laughs> yeah. guys. If you have not played video games this year, watch the fuck out.
1: Um
0: Walking Dead, man, we've talked about it at length. We don't necessarily need to review it, but that was a great moment. You
1: no, know, we haven't even talked about it if it might be our game of the year. We're just, we're just going into this blind. What? What's
0: your? Well, I thought the whole point was we weren't going to do it. Again.
1: We'll lead up to it.
0: That's the finale. Do you Guys, f- pretend you didn't hear the part of the conversation. Are you even going to discuss or think about what
1: game We're going to have real awards <laughs> at the end. Oh, well, no. The, these are real awards, too. Fresh. We're going to have realer than real <laughs> like awards.
0: With things, <laughs> like with all things. Like with all things in the Boy hike
1: Podcast, we are flying by the seat of our goddamn pants. Our huge pants.
0: Oh, oh so, best, okay, yeah. Here's
1: Bill's well, favorite Well, we don't have joke. anybody from Telltale accept the awards. Can we per- impersonate? My name, dude who wrote The Walking Day. <laughs> I sound like whoever The Walking Dead seems to think it's a really good idea to get on a boat in the middle of a zombie apocalypse right. for no reason. Every, here,
0: everyone here oh comes Bill's God. favorite joke. Are you ready? <laughs> Best upside down vagina mountain of the game goes to Journey.
1: Am I wrong? Look at Journey. Girl. It's a giant upside down Volvo. It also fits game. into the theme of the game because you're you're you've just been born and you're trying to get back to the womb that shoots light out of it, and you go back into the womb, you're reborn. And then before you go, Bill, into is the that world, why you don't like
0: reincarnation? You think that's
1: how it works? You crawl back into your ma's hoo ha, and all of a sudden you can <laughs> see It's kind of gross, can't. especially she's already dead. It's kind of fucked up. No, but is that not? Uh, did you beat Journey? Yes. It's though. cyclical. It's a death and rebirth thing. Yes, it is. And you're trying to get back. What you're trying to do is trying to get back home to the afterlife, and to
2: of course live you die. Afterlife
0: vulva. Yeah. So you're you make it's 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 a vagina mountain. That's the joke you keep uh, making. Ah man, do you know
2: if
1: Chen follows me on Twitter? I will ask him. <laughs>
0: Dear Chen. Dear Chen. How many
1: vaginas are in this...
0: <laughs> To be fair, I- suggested I... that we call it the best scarf engorgement stimulator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Feeding your scarf the souls of the dead. Um... No, but yeah, no, Journey. Damn fine game. To be fair, it wins both awards by default. <laughs> am I wrong? Well, I thought that was the whole fucking joke of these. Is <laughs> Guys, the Boy You Podcast is
0: like just wins for best professional podcast, most planned. podcast. Welcome to the game of the year, bitches!
1: Oh my
2: god,
0: what's
1: next? Best
0: game, Bill will never be able to bring himself ever to complete Analog the Hate Story. Well,
1: man, I got to the point where Analog the Hate Story—you get the codes to so you can start doing whatever you want. That game has too much rape and sadness for my taste, and I am someone who has a thick skin about that stuff. But yeah, you beat the game, right? Did.
2: Uh, I did. I want to go back know, and it. Analog
1: a Hate Story, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but Analog Hate Story is a text adventure
2: mm-hmm. where
1: you're, uh, was it like a couple hundred years in the future after Earth mm-hmm. has been decimated and the Koreans have sent a ship off into deep space? Filled with people who has cinched uh, th- that ship. Well,
0: it's it's about four hundred years, like a couple hundred years after. This
1: oh, so ship, yeah, so you're out, you're salvage. It's salvaging. probably like a thousand years in the future. Yeah, you're
0: sal- you're you're a, a a pilot of a ship by yourself, and you're out to salvage or at least find out what happened to this spaceship.
1: Yeah, so it's been a, a couple hundred years since the Earth got fucked up, I and mean, then it's a couple hundred years after that, after the ship has gone missing, and yeah, you find out that this uh, for some reason the, the 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 culture on this ship. Because it was a generational ship. It wasn't just designed for, like, 10 years, but, like... Uh, for people to go flying off uh, for for like generations at a time. At point,
0: you you find you interact with the AI and you find out everyone in the ship has been murdered, and you're solving the mystery of this. Yeah.
1: Well, but the, the, the fucked up thing is you find out that this culture on the ship re- reverted back to the super misogynistic, mm-hmm. fucked up, like women can't read or write. Yeah. And um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was well written. Even the interface is great for being a text adventure. though you still get pictures yeah. of stuff. Like it's, it's not really like nice completely. Like, it's like a visual. It's plot. not Zork.
0: It's a visual novel. Yeah, exactly. really, More than yeah. A text. And there's adventure. like, yeah. It's... it's a cleverly designed little game. And I mentioned this in the past, but if you're even it's in passing a balls, feminist, though. you should play
1: Dialogue
0: and Hate Story. I mean, you never finish it. Ah, it's a good game.
1: Well, there's, uh, there's like 12 different endings you can get, too. It's not, it's not very linear. And you get wildly different endings, too, depending mm-hmm. on what you do. Yeah. Well you get endings in which you fail, like you die. You don't even get off the ship. Like, yeah. you get different endings. To, like, it's, yeah. I've read about what happens. So. It's, it's an
0: interesting game. Best drunk scene in, scene in a game, Mass Effect Three. Tali getting crunked Woo! on the Normandy.
1: You think that's the only thing Mass Effect is going to win for anything? Like <laughs> any on any podcast?
0: That was a wonderful moment where where Tali is just freaking the fuck out. Isn't
1: she fucked up? And she she's got the straw. In her, yeah, through her. her in, what does she poured? call it? Like an alcohol? An uh, uh, in induction port <laughs> yeah. Why is she joke. getting drunk? Is this after you fuck up her home doesn't, world? Doesn't she find
0: out that her? No, that's in the last game. is it, it's something about our father, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I thought it was something I thought it was it after the mission with the Quarians with yeah. and with the Yeah. Because I can't remember why she She got drunk in my game, but I made it so that the Geth and the Quarian's are on even footing. Yeah, so. Did Obviously, I. she did not throw herself off off a cliff like that. I can't ha- remember why she gets drunk now. All I remember is that it is adorable. It's got, yeah, drunk. It's drunk time. And it was what one of those moments. That
0: moment highlighted one of my biggest disappointments in Mass Effect in that there are a lot of conversations you can engage in where you're not an active participant, where yeah, you just, just go up passive. and stand near a person and interact, well, that's, well, that's or that's press the- A to interact, and the camera doesn't even come. There's no, like,. Camera positioning or anything. It's just, it's exactly like it. you heard an ambient piece of dialogue. Well, that's man. one of
1: the biggest proofs that the game was kind of rushed out, is yeah. they didn't have time to flesh out. That's why almost all the quests you get in the game that aren't directly story related, it's just you hear in passing on the Citadel. They, they, they didn't have the time to actually construct a conversation to have with people. Did that's you why hear... you're
0: just. Did you hear the news story this week? They got all garbled very quickly. They Where they're like, "Oh, a new Mass Effect game comes out, in 2013 or 2014? Or no, in 2014 or 2015?" What? And they said they only started work on the exactly. game like last month. Well, see, that was the thing. It's like people were reporting in the same breath. They just uh, this guy, this dev from Mass Effect, from uh, Bioware, oh, said we just started working this next month. And at some point during the news cycle, it got convert, it got perverted into it's coming out in 2014, 2015. Although, all I can think of is, t- goddamn, if we've learned anything from Bioware. The last couple years, maybe take more than two years. Although it's being published
1: by EE, there's no reason to suspect that. Although they they they'll probably try to get another game out in two yeah. years, though. So yeah.
0: I forgot that I. So they were talking when um, Omega came out. They were mentioning that it was coming out from. Oh, that this is the crew that may is going to make the next Bioware game. But then they kept during this conversation in particular, they kept mentioning that it's the team who did the multiplayer.
1: That's nah, kind of like. Mm. Anyway.
0: Worst drunk scene in the game. Well, they're using the
1: Frostbite engine, which is what I think Battlefield runs on, too.
0: And which is what uh, the next Dragon Age is also going to be in the Frostbite engine. Worst drunk scene in the game. Mass Effect 3. Ashley. I never
1: saw this. What happens?
0: Ashley just gets drunk. Ashley's arc in Mass Effect 3 is so broken There's a couple of arcs in what Mass is Effect 3 I, I
1: never cared about Ashley I think I kicked her off the ship at the beginning of the game
0: So if you save Ashley in Mass Effect 1 But she is uh, uh, But Which you're not romancing her yeah. I presume something different Maybe she has an arc if you romance her in my game, she's just fucking miserable that Caden died <laughs> and she did it. And there's a way where you just find her passed out in the same room, actually, that Tali gets drunk in. She's literally passed out on the floor. <laughs> so inebriated, she can't move. Do you even it's have a, the saddest moment? I can't I do you know she's just drunk and not dead? Because she, she's talking. She's drunk. She's inebriated when you're talking. You, you talk can't interact her. with her? It's just well, like, well, it's oh, exactly a like Korman. the tali, you know,
1: conversation. Wow. She she's knows, unconscious?
0: So. No, she's talking to, but she she at the end, she does pass out. <laughs> It's it's just it's the worst.
1: That poor. And also, her especially character right model, off that game looks hideous yeah. too. Yeah.
0: Uh, especially compared to the Tali scene, it's terrible.
1: Well, also, Ashley was never that interesting. Aside from I being like space Ashley. racist,
0: see, I feel like Ashley they biffed what her arc could have been. In the first game, she kind she kind of has to grow and she realizes like, oh well, we do need these other people. Did you see? And then, uh, I feel like the, in the third game they biffed the arcs of the three characters who you journey with through all three games. So Tali yeah. and actually meet with Liara. And um, Caden and Ashley.
1: Did you see the picture of what Ashley looks like beneath her skin, where she's just like a, a, a skeleton? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of gruesome. I don't know why. I don't know why Shepherd has a picture on her sh- on her, on on her table right next to the picture of Tolly with her mask. Do you off, mean, it's kind of weird? You mean Tolly Tolly? No, Ashley. Like yeah. Is that the joke you're making? <laughs> she's got bones made of alcohol. <laughs> I'm very confused. I'm making a joke about. Oh, I forget about the Tolly thing where it's disappointing where you, like the only I
0: presume that was a joke you were making. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I haven't had my I
1: I am drinking caffeine-free soda right now, so I'm not fully uh, conscious.
0: Best dingy tank tops is a tie between <laughs> Max Payne 3 and Sleeping Dogs.
1: You're as the person who's played and beaten these games, what's what's your choice? You're
0: absolutely correct. It's hard <laughs> to say because in Max Payne 3, he goes through a um kind of diehard like yeah, uh, visual degradation where at the start of the game he's like in his suit and everything at the end of it he's all like with the or that's not true in the end he kind of comes around but it, like he's got his shitty wife beater and yeah. beard and shaved head and kind of gut and everything. But as sleeping dogs, you um, they, you don't have to be wearing a tank top. You can change your clothes. But as you get in fights, you just get all fucked oh, up Oh, really? Looking. It does get dirtier?
1: Yeah. And, like,
0: blood all over See, I just started and... playing, like,
1: just a couple of days ago. And I only got as far as to where you can actually start buying clothes for yourself. And the first yeah. thing I chose was tank top. Yeah. I actually made my character look like Short Round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom because he's got, like, like kind of like a Yankees cap on. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah, I, I, would, tops. I would have
0: to say uh, Sleeping Dogs because you have agency over your tank tops. Are they Dingenous? more attractive
1: men in tank tops in that game?
0: I do have a big crush on Wei Shen.
1: Yeah. Wei Shen is dreaming. That's the main character?
0: Yeah, Wei Shen. Okay. Wei Shen. Okay. Dreaming man.
1: Oh, we have to know after the... We, we have to make note of what we actually choose for these things uh, on, on the show notes.
0: Well, you say here it's a tie.
1: We have to... Well, no, but the, uh, you're the tiebreaker from my heart. It's a tie. Oh. So we we have to figure out who's the who's the winner so we know who to send uh, the golden <laughs> the golden uh, beef briskets. It's Bill say uh, awards too. <laughs>
0: Bill is like the award is going to be a pulled pork sandwich, and I'm like, why the fuck a pulled pork sandwich? <laughs> He's like, well, because we've, we've been eating. I've been bringing Bill beef brisket. The last beef couple brisket of weeks. is the shit. Yeah, I still think that giving out. A sandwich that we sometimes eat before the podcast yeah. is about as on brand. What and else are we gonna do? I'm still saying a, a can of soda that's being opened. But that's a bill award, not a. And boy it's holidays. something we do during the show, as opposed to
1: something. Oh, to be fair, we both nibbled happens. on beef brisket during the show too. But it's not a part of our. Brand oh, what are we identity, gonna do? Bill? Oh, where's Grumpy Turtle? Hey, Grumpy Turtle, can I We're, open will these? We about talk about. They're driving crazy. <laughs>
0: Take the chips away from him, just for no, you, turtle. Oh, they're kettle boiled. They're extra crunchy. No, that's why Tom Haverford. No, the biggest lie told to us by gaming journalists.
1: Yeah, well,
0: the winner is, of course, the "quote unquote" greatness of Witcher Two.
1: Uh, we we need to send this out to like, yeah, fuck these guys. Yeah, we need to send copies of this award out to JoyStick, Kotaku, Polygon. Fuck y'all for being all like, Witcher Two is one of the best PC games ever. Man, that's some cornball shit. Did how far into the game did
0: you get? I got. Into I act got. Two. I think into the. I'm. I'm at the the camp of the, like the castle camp or whatever. Because I
1: think there's only three environments in the game.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm the, I just started the second environment. Yeah, me too. And yeah, I was like had, nope,
1: nope. This is yeah.
0: I got to have sex though, so I got something out of the game.
1: Who'd you have sex with?
0: You can have sex with um your which lady magic witch, witch lady. lady magic witch lady.
1: Man, that character's so good it stuck with us that much. <laughs> God, but yeah, journal game journals, I don't know what the hell you're smoking. Maybe that game really was great on PC compared to, like, other games that were out that year, but... Yeah. Unless people, at, like, listeners at home have, like, justifications as to why Witcher 2 is accurate great. I didn't hate it. It just, like... It's for being so... You know, it's like... There's... When it came to consoles, people were like, oh, man, it's Witcher 2, you gotta get on that shit. Yeah. No. No. Even for a game that came out in the doldrums of last spring when yeah. there was nothing else out, was not yeah. that interesting. It's not like it got over. Like, it was a game where we got distracted by, like, Mass Effect 3 or something. While, yeah. Fair.
0: Gimmick that should not have worked but really did Pin Arcade 3's uh, retro aesthetic and gameplay.
1: How so? Really
0: enjoyed that game. Oh, that's right,
1: because it was the Final Fantasy top down thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. On the Rain Slick Parapets of Darkness number three
1: was actually a really fun little game. Uh, this is in direct contrast to the first two games, which was kind of like. Uh, polygonal Role playing
0: Well they were made to look more like the comic Yeah And e- Abstractly you could say Well it was all turn based combat And blah 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 But it really really worked in Arcade in, in the third game
1: I can't remember and It Was, was really it like Final Fantasy style combat too? Sort of Yeah
0: I mean, it was the turn-based and like, but it was it was just different enough that it was very entertaining.
1: But it was essentially like a 16 bits uh, Super Nintendo RPG.
0: Well, it was meant to look like that, but they took some elements from like
1: some PS2 era. Oh yeah, RPG yeah, games. yeah.
0: It was a really fun little game. Yeah.
1: I I bought that for what five bucks when it came on Xbox Live, and I never got more than like half an hour. It's it.
0: a fun little game. If you get in the rhythm of it, the gameplay itself was fun enough that I yeah. enjoyed it, and then the writing, you know, was a fun time. And the the visuals still written
1: by uh, the Penny Arcade guys? Or at least the Penny Arcade guy who does the the writing. The one who writes? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a good time.
1: Yeah. Sure.
0: Best and worst open world self game where you hunt animals and craft health items from plants that was also published by Ubisoft. Bill says Far Cry 3 in Assassin's Creed. You never craft health items from plants
1: in Assassin's Creed. And that's why Assassin's Creed is bullshit, other than the fact (laughs) the game doesn't work. No, Far Cry 3, man! Uh, it's amazing. It's everything, it's, it's, it, it. it's got all the open world, running around, fucking shit up, doing stealth stuff, vitamins and minerals that I was missing from Assassin's Creed 3 before the game borked itself and I can't play any more of it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, everyone I know who's played Far Cry 3 and Assassin's Creed 3, everyone agrees Far Cry 3 is a better game. Yeah. Even though it's still just, like, first person-y, kind of just walking around shooting people, mm-hmm. it's just more interesting... You know, it's, it's a, you can just hijack cars. It's It's got a little more of a Grand Theft Auto feel to it. Than, yeah. You know, because, yeah, it's modern day stuff. It's not like Assassin's Creed where you're trying to blend in into the uh, revolution or anything. But yeah, this is me just saying Far Cry 3, fucking good game. Yeah. I just finally beat it. Story is fucking stone stupid. But yeah, no. I mean, yeah, Far Cry 3 makes up the fact that I feel ripped off for having spent 60 bucks on Assassin's Creed 3.
0: So you prefer to just think like, you spent $120 on Far Cry
2: 3? <laughs> yeah,
1: kind I guess. <laughs> I don't know if Far Cry 3 is worth $120, but it does kind of, you know, yeah. It kind of uh, smooths over the wounds left uh, behind Assassin's Creed 3. Have they put out a patch for Assassin's Creed 3? Because I'm hoping a patch can fix the issue that, that makes it that I can't get further into the game. Because the boat I'm supposed to sneak onto has dudes, guards on the boat who can see through the wood. And so I can't climb onto the boat. can't even go anywhere near the boat without the guys being like, hey, you. Stop there. Mission failed. No patch?
0: I do not know. I mean, I stopped. I beat the game. No, that's I'm right. done you with beat this that a while 3. ago, too. Yeah. Yeah. Worst Doom clone, Dear Esther.
1: Good you, joke, Bill. Well did done. You, how, how was Dear Esther? I still haven't played it. It's an it.
0: interesting game. It's like I said, it's more interesting just for being what it is necessarily than. than. The it's itself.
1: just a story game, right? There's no action or well, puzzles or anything. Well, you are just
0: exploring an environment, and as you ex there's not anything to interact with. You're literally just walking through an environment, is what I should say. Mm-hmm. And as you walk through an env- the environment, randomly, uh, different diary entries are read to you at total random. I think there are 12 different entries. There's a voiceover?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's it. That's the game. So it's like Bioshock without any of the combat, exploration, puzzles. So it's puzzles.
0: perfect! Yay! Only the whole thing is that like, the narrative <laughs> is being presented to you by definition, out yeah. of order, and everything. Like so oh, you kind of have got to draw everything. You have to... you got to think about Can it! Can
1: the game be any different from gameplay session to gameplay session? Like, like well, is, what, it always, is, it, is it super linear that way? Like, well,
0: I mean, what entries are read are randomized. So oh, every it, time okay, you play okay, it, you'll okay. hear things in a different order. Oh, okay. Or
1: like but it's still always the same entries. You're, you're still going to get the same... St- same story, just that the the, in different the cards so in the deck are just kind of shuffled. Oh, okay. For being in different order. I don't know why I'm worried about the replay value of
0: your <laughs> yeah. Uh, best hotel lobby made of fish tanks by a landslide. It's Spec Ops line. <laughs>
1: That's one of my favorite environments in the game this year. So, yeah. Uh, Spec Ops line technically, uh, like the environments aren't that gorgeous or anything like that. I would disagree. I think that game was fucking
0: beautiful.
1: No, but like it's it's not quite. I mean, I played Spec Ops right after coming off of Halo Four, which does have like. Bar none, like even for triple A top tier first person games, like that has beautiful environments. Spec Ops is good environments.
0: I think it's really neat. It has like, people
1: who are made out of burlap bags. The skin textures on I'm your I'm not dudes. talking.
0: To, I just said invi- No, the face, the character designs on your dude, that's
1: <laughs> awful. But but now one of the first, one of the earliest environments you see in the game is yeah, you're running around a Dubai hotel lobby. A the entire hotel base of the hotel is covered with sand. <laughs> Which is kinda creepy look out the windows and it's just like the giant wall of sand outside. And B, like the walls are made out of like fish tanks, and even the floor is a giant fish tank that you're walking on.
0: And it's filled with still living fish. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, the idea of that you're in the desert and all this water is being wasted on a building made of fish tanks. That people
0: can't there's no water to drink, but there's all this swat of fishes.
1: Yeah, but that 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 was a cool environment. This is our excuse just to talk about spec ops without being Originally I was gonna give this the Fight Club Award. I thought that was too obvious. Spoilers. <laughs> um, no, but
0: yeah, it was, it was a nice little detail. That game is very thoughtful, and that kind of emphasizes the kind of a thoughtful Again, yeah, if
1: you guys can Ops find Ops. a used copy of Spec Ops. For...
0: Well, not even, I find it for 20 bucks. Yeah. It's worth 20 bucks. Let's see. The more talking than in all of Nintendo games ever made combined, howdy, goes to Kid Icarus Uprising.
1: It's like an eight-hour action game, and it's full-voiced throughout the entire game. Not that you go from, like, one part, like like you'll be going to the stage and you'll hit a check mark and someone will say or something, like say something or let you're picking up audio diaries. You are being talked at by characters throughout the length of every mission in the game. There is literally not a moment in the game where no one's talking for more than like thirty seconds at a time, which mm. is interesting for especially for a Nintendo game, which they're yeah. not known for their voice acting. No. They're not g- known for their good writing. And uh, Kitakaris Uprising, even though the the controls in the game are hideous, you were talking last week about the Vita is turning your hand into a lobster claw. Yes. Is it just with Assassin's Creed? Is it also with Uncharted?
0: That's how I felt with the PSP as well.
1: Okay. Well, with the SAS, or the, the, the control situation in uh, Kidder's Uprising, has um, you're holding the controller with your left hand, also uh, using the uh, thumbstick, which is also in the left part of the controller, to move the... I think they're moving your character. And you're also tr- uh, using the, your fire button as the left bumper button, so you're only holding up the entire weight of the DS with three fingers on your left hand, while your uh, forefinger and your thumb are firing and controlling your character at the same time, and then you're pressing down on the on, on the touch screen with the stylus to shoot, uh, to, to to aim where you're shooting. At. Yeah. So you're pressing down uh, on on the whole controller while it's all being like on the weight of these three fingers. Yeah. And like and like it's not everything that it was ergonomic else. Game. Oh Ooh. yeah, it makes your it will turn your left hand into a claw after yeah. just a single mission. And, uh, but, yeah, so uh, gameplay-wise, if it had been a twin-stick twin stick shooter, if it had, had two d- dual analogs, that would have been fantastic, but it doesn't. But aside from that, gameplay issues aside, yeah, no, it, the writing is spectacular in that game. It's very meta. Like, uh, Kid Icarus totally owns it. Well, his name is uh, Pitts. The name is just uh, name of the game is just uh, Kid Icarus. Uh, Pit, he's all about, he knows that he's in a video game, and he yeah. makes allusions to the fact that, oh, it's been 25 years since I've been in a video game. How you doing? Yeah, But it's not... But they, they 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 do that very playfully. Yeah. yeah, I think that they got one of the guys who writes for the AV Club to localize the script. Oh, and so it's not just like in in house Nintendo. It has a really really good localization team. It's the team that does all the like the the Paper Mario games and stuff. But this is even for Nintendo. Uh, for the Western localization, just very well done, and it's it's good that it's well that well written because, like I said, there's that much talking in the game. If the yeah. game had been badly written, yeah. you would shoot yourself two stages into the game. But yeah. it's really funny to hear what the characters have to say, and no, it's, it's 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 a really good game. Yeah,
0: I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, the why did I buy this again? Howdy, uh, it's tied for Bill. It's the Wii U for Annie. It's the Vita.
1: Yeah. We've we both made mistakes this month.
0: Well, I still don't. <laughs> I know, not a mistake. I don't know if I can say I
1: don't regret. By but now though. that we've both played whatever things there are to play on the system, I'm still
0: not done with Assassin's Creed yet. I just have to keep taking a week's break. Tad is so my clock. I know. You.
1: Technically I'm still not done with Mario. I'm on the last stage of that, and I'm just kind of like, eh, I think I know how this game's going to end. Sun <laughs> tells me I'm going to rescue the princess, and Bowser's going to oh, fall no. into lava. Well, no, I, I don't regret buying a Wii in the same way you don't regret, regret buying a Vita, but still, kind of like yeah.
0: the difference being is that there will someday be other games for you to play the Wii know, U. Exactly, Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna have that luxury with all the, Vita. the games
1: that will ever come up with the Vita are already did on store shelves. Did you see that someone
0: asked Ken Levine because he had announced when they announced the Vita that there was gonna be a Bioshock game with a
1: Vita? Did he say that? I don't know whether or not actually Ken Levine announced that. or He if was he on just... stage, oh, holding he?
0: a Vita up in his hand, saying oh, there's gonna really? be a Bioshock game. And someone asked him recently, like, so how about that Bioshock Vita game? And he said it's. He, he said specifically, it's in the hands of the legal teams now. Wow, which
1: is a weird. Weird thing to say. It sounds like they may be extricating themselves from the Exactly. Stronger, promise. It's like, in the
0: hands of the people saying, "Can we, we pretend can't make enough we never money. said
1: that?" Yeah. Which, if you're already like, if if they're already having that much problem just putting together the console version, why waste time with uh, trying to put together a Vita version yeah. for a game for a console that you know no one owns and yeah, yeah stickle butters.
0: The howdy for most abrupt and thorough self destruction of a once beloved franchise goes to Fable with Fable: and Journey and Fable Heroes.
1: Not Which Assassin's Creed. Sa- runner much. Up is Assassin's Creed.
0: See, Assassin's Creed could come back, I would
1: say. They could. If they they just need to get a new game designer. Cable is gone. Yeah. Well, Fable Paul Peter Molyneux is gone, dead. There's no one who ca- at Microsoft 3... who cares about it. Well, enough... Let me
0: put it this way. Ugh. So Assassin's Creed, the last Assassin's Creed game wasn't great, but wasn't bad. It was an enjoyable time.
1: Revelations. Yes. The one that takes place in Turkey.
0: Assassin's Creed 3 is bad, but they could have a think again. Fable 3 was not a great game, and then they followed that up with
1: Fable the Journey. It doesn't help that the guy who came up with Fable also was just not maybe that great of a game designer to begin with.
0: Well, he very clearly tuned out of Fable, arguably probably the third game in. Yeah, it, he's is,
1: like, it seems like Fable 3 was just made to fill out a con- Like, like well, he had some contractual obligations. Transparently,
0: so was Fable the Journey. But yeah, Fable Lionhead... 2 was good enough.
1: Under what happened with him- like, I, I, there's still a story to be written about what the hell went down with Fable 3. Yeah. Because Fable 2 was a good game. Fable it sold 2 was well. a great game. Maybe not as well as Microsoft would have hoped, but it, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think on any level Fable, Fable 2 was a failure. And then Fable 3 was obviously so phoned in and kind of rushed... That like I wonder if it like kind of got EA to death, kind of like what like what happened with Mass Effect or? I mean, Fable the
0: Journey. You can look at it. You don't need anyone to Which tell you. Which is Fable the, the Journey? Because this st- is the Kinect game. Oh, okay, yeah. So um the with Fable the Journey you can see exactly what happened. No one needs to write a story. Well, I'd like to read it, but no one needs to write a story <laughs> to see what happened because Peter Molyneux tried to develop a really interesting art game using the Kinect. He had his old Milo game, um where you get to interact with a little boy. Microsoft very clearly pissed all over that and said, no, 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 you guys are going to do an action-adventure connect game. It's going to be a Fable game. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I guess we are. And left. Mm. And then his poor team had to do it. So, and Fable has a long history of having a tie-in game that's with their, their main... I Fable, play to had the pub points. games. Yeah, and Fable 3 had, like, web games and stuff. So in this, you had, for Fable, the journey, you had Fable Heroes, which is a four-person brawler, kind of in the vein of Castle Crashers.
1: Was or this for to be Xbox? To be.
0: Yeah, it was on Xbox One. I never Live. heard
1: about this. It's
0: terrible. Terrible, unplayable. I love that sort of game. I love dumb Co Who them are you playing as in the game? You play. You know how in um, the Fable games, there are like little dolls you can find of different. Heroes. Yeah, Fable too, yeah. You you're like, kind of collecting them. Yeah. You play those. You, you're those dolls. So you're cute. playing as these all these little your heroes. So you get to be Hammer. It's the closest oh, we'll see awesome. of yeah. those characters ever again, Bill. That's what's sad about this. You can be Hammer and uh can you, you know, play as can... what's your
1: name? which Sister. The Teresa, lady. yes
0: Yeah. Well you know what kills me, I have not actually played Fable the Journey I should say, maybe it's a great Kinect game What do I know? She's been to the fire for apparently, five bucks Apparently is a huge part of, of Fable the Journey Really? Yeah, which almost makes me want to play it Because I'm invested enough in the Fable universe So how can she come back from the tower? I don't understand
1: She leaves uh, the tower to fund her own new game studio <laughs> 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 Called The Sphere <laughs> Did you see, like, Peter Molyneux? He's Kickstarter for his new Populous game. Yeah. I think it's only got, like, a week to go, and it's only made about half of, like, the quarter million dollars they're out there. Do looking you think for it's going to
0: pull uh, Sports Friends and make it in the last minute?
1: <sighs> Fuck Sports Friends. I love, I still don't know what the hell. We we may have talked about this last week. Yeah. I still don't know what the hell Johan, Sebastian, yeah, is. just. Maybe they will. But that it, even uh, Sports Friends barely squeaked by. That was amazing to see how close that was. Yeah. And like, I like all the game journals are like, I don't understand why more people aren't supporting this game that only that people just talk about very cryptically, which requires like dead motion control software for a console not that many people own. Oh, I don't understand. It's one of those things where game journalists are so, like, up the ass with the game industry that they don't understand why normal people may not be knocking down the doors to support something like
0: that. No, the perspective is it's something different in gaming, and we don't have enough of that. No, it's good to have something new and different in gaming, but it's
1: kind of like, they don't understand that, like... And also, like, half the game journalists I hear talking about that game, they just assuming you already know what it is. They're
0: like, it's Johan Sebastian Joust. It's, really, it's been heavily saturated in the gaming really? press over you the last they're... year and a half. Yes. Well, people t- <laughs> I barely read gaming stuff, and I know what that and Explain, game is. how
1: do you win Johan Sebastian J- uh, Joust?
0: Well, you both have headphones, and it's all audio cues, and it's kind of like a game of tag. And you bo- you're, like, both you're like fighting with
1: two people with it's motion. Two people,
0: or I think up to like six people with
1: move controllers. And everyone's wearing headphones connected to what? I don't know. See, that's what I'm saying. Like you, know. you can just go read an article so about Bill, it because they're about. So 50, then I, have to, I have to go round up six pairs of headphones.
0: Hey, Bill, describe to me a game you read in passing about a year ago. It's just it's something that's been discussed like ad nauseum you're so welcome to the play howdy podcast we're, we're incessantly
1: negative about it. i have a baby and i have colic
0: here are actual here, here are some also, uh, other howdies that are a little more traditional
1: <laughs> best... oh these Oh, that's the end of our, our of our wacky uh things <laughs> do you have somewhere to add here bill uh wait no best uh depiction of child abuse papa eo that's not that's not what i said oh most effective and ineffective. what the hell's most effective and ineffective metaphor it's not
0: interesting enough to go into that's why i skipped it
1: but you don't want to talk about papa eo What's that game was about bullshit it was a
0: really good game no, i don't really was, have any commentary was, to add to it
1: did you see the endings you can get that game one <sighs> ending you choose to uh you can merge your alcoholic father with robots and it gets glowing shit circuits all over his face but then he disappears i was outraged
0: so best gameplay, well, for, just pound for pound, what was the most enjoyable game for you to play this year, just from a gameplay perspective?
1: I mean, I just wrapped up Far Cry,
0: Yeah, and that's a game, all oh, the man Dishonored, oh man, See, you, I you, your say, choice is
1: Dishonored. Dishonored, God, just, for,
0: just for the love of playing the game, Dishonored wins for me, because I did not expect to like that game, it made me really anxious, and I really, I got really uncomfortable playing it. And only a couple of hours in, once I unlocked some powers and I found my way to play, I found it really, really gratifying and challenging.
1: Dishonored, so, I might have to go with that, just in terms of just picking up and having... And also, it's, it's like it's a stealth game that is so unlike other, like, like, like Assassin's Creed, where it's very linear, like, very, like... The fact that it was a big sandbox stealth yeah. game, rather than a very linear... Uh, if you don't do this exact, it, do these tasks in a very specific order, you fail. Yeah. In fact, had different choices about how you could take out your targets with them—you yeah. kill them, you could just knock them out, you can humiliate them yeah. by even circumventing the whole assassination process. Like it's like, oh man, fuck that game was great. Just from and from a gameplay perspective,
0: what I really really liked is that I found my way to play and the way that I felt very comfortable with. And like just for an example with Bioshock, with Bioshock games, I find a way to play, and then the last maybe third of the game. I'm just, I'm very much so stuck in how I play. I'm powerful enough that I can just go blow through the rest of the game my way.
2: Yeah.
0: With, what I really liked about Dishonored, at the moment, at the time, it made me furious. But eventually I came to appreciate it. Because I had my way of playing, and then they totally broke the game. And I had to really, really try a lot harder to play it. When you have to, you're you in the level with all the assassins. Mm-hmm. And they have all the abilities. you ha- They have Blink, and they're sneaky little motherfuckers. Yeah. And I had to reinvent... How I played the game. Yeah, to
2: relearn. Yeah, and
0: it was I. I thought that was a fantastic choice. Really, really smart.
1: You know, my runner-up may actually be Far Cry Three because it actually takes. There's actually some like Dishonored in the game, and that like I said, it's a stealth game. But like you actually do learn powers and like takedown stuff, mm-hmm. which is very Dishonored. Like, uh, like where you can like chain together takedowns mm-hmm. for extra experience points, and you buy new abilities. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm tempted to go with a Dishonored just because. I think the stealth in that is, is better designed than the stealth in Far Cry, whereas Far Cry is mm-hmm. a little bit loosey-goosey. Well,
0: Far Cry is a shooter that has stealth it's, Yeah, listen, exactly. Whereas right?
1: Dishonored is a stealth game. Up With up. I mean, you can go around and, and kill everybody, yeah. but that's not really supposed to be how you play. I love the fact that you can go through the whole game just from, like butchering everybody if you wanted to. Yeah. And they'll let you, but yeah, uh, Dishonored is more focused, at least. Yeah. Let's put it that way. But I like how Far Cry took, which is funny, because Far Cry obviously did not take anything from Dishonored because they were both in development at the same time. Right. But uh, but then again, Dishonored is an homage enough to older stealth games that, like, Far Cry was taking things from the same pool and they were, like, built, putting the stealth stuff into Far Cry. Mm-hmm. That, like, yeah, I appreciate the fact that they took, like, things from the same pool as Far Cry and put it into this open world game. Mm-hmm. Which really truly is open world, but yeah, yeah, Sonic on I probably have to go with it, it's more focused. Not Mass Effect just... 3. I guess. The well, I didn't them, enjoy that the that's game, like just talking, I'm talking and shooting about
0: gameplay, yeah, just, just picking the... up the,
1: just running around the environment yeah. doing whatever it when is you want to do. You you
0: you shuttle like just totally um shuttle the story, shuttle characters, shuttle environment. It's just how you play the game.
1: I do not think of any 2D games this year that I like. Oh man, I I might come back to this and think about like there might have been some too. Like I'm, I'm having a good time with Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm. That's just like a a rhythm game. Yeah, I know yeah, dishonored. Yeah. Well,
0: let's, let's say dishonored, yeah. Um Best DLC Bill said Mass Effect 3. You only played From Ashes.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, no, I just bought Mass Effect 3 because I assume, because I know you've played some of the DLC. I played Omega and Leviathan. I'm trying to think of any but, DLC that I even bought and played this year. Like I said, those are both, I wouldn't call that best because
0: that's the content that should have been in the game. Yeah, that's the thing. I can't, can't think of any other DLC that I It even seemed like an
1: obvious uh, award choice, but I can't think of any. Uh, so well, Dishonored got DLC that just came out or was coming out. Those are out time soon, trials. But we haven't played. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think they come out on the 18th. Mass Effect Three, the only DLC. Yeah, the only played. Fuck. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any DLC that came out through this year. Sky. You know, what? I Hearthfire
0: Fire. It was broken for me. Second, I, I play know it. exactly. Dawn Guard. I liked your your uh, what's her name, Selena. See, I, I like my companion in Don in, Guard, but.
1: But yeah. see, it worked for me. Yeah, that—that's your Assassin's Aspire Creed theory, where it's like it
0: no work for me. I would love to build a house in Skyrim. Man, I need to go back to Skyrim. My wife—I can't believe I didn't mention this. The big thing we did this week is my wife finished the Volpin props prop that we bought as a housewarming present to ourselves. So what there's she? this guy in yeah. in uh, uh, Georgia. Uh, I think his name is Harrison Cricks. He does amazing gaming props. He does—he's done a lot of Mass Effect weapons, but he—he he, he was a big is daddy. I did the years pistol. Ago.
1: Mass Effect pistol. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And but he did this Skyrim helmet. It's my favorite helmet in all of Skyrim. It's the ancient Norn Nord helm. that you can. I think you can only craft it at the, the Smith of the Gods or whatever it is that's mm-hmm. right in the uh, in uh, Winterhelm.
1: So it's not the cartoony like the, the uh, Minecraft or the uh, Skyrim helmet that everyone thinks of when they think. Of no,
0: no, it's not yeah. the one with the turned horns. It's yeah. got like antlers and it's all hammered and textured.
1: What's it made out of? Like fiberglass.
0: It's uh, resin, oh, okay. cast resin. But it, no, my so my wife finished. It, we bought the kit, and my wife just finished like painting it and putting rust on it and finishing the
1: horns, and everything, and lacquering it, and it looks
0: awesome. It makes me so happy. Goddamn, it makes me really want to go back and replay Skyrim. So, but badly. you
1: beat it. I still haven't beat it. I've, like I said, I've only put twenty to thirty One hours. One does in the not game.
0: simply beat Skyrim, Bill. Bill. Mm. Bill, who said that? The Hobbit.
1: <laughs> it would have been so much better if he had said it at forty-eight frames per second. <laughs>
0: Best ending, Bill proposes an aspect 3's revised still... ending. You would the say that choice. is the best ending. I, would I, say spec like, Ops. I like the ending. Spec Ops is the best ending of the
1: year Depends for on me. what ending you get.
0: I would say all of them are best ending, which is one of the things what, I like about what, the spec ending. The
1: ending that you got, you told me about, that sounds badass. It was an, My it was... ending was very much <laughs> a gunshot goes off. I I still think
0: that was very appropriate. No, no, I'm not saying it's bad, but, like,
1: as far as, like, endings of, like, I mean, I'm still not a big fan of, like, the whole last end of Mass Effect 3, like, the battle on Earth, the cheesy, and the choice on the Citadel, but, like, I do, like, at least, I do appreciate, actually, at least getting to see the end of my characters in Mass Effect 3, even Mm -hmm. if the way that was told to me was very kind of abbreviated and obviously last minute and applied as a patch to this game. Like, I still liked, you know, seeing that, like. I can't That remember. ending
0: genuinely could have been my crew standing in the deck of the Normandy putting my name on the plaque.
1: And that Yeah, would have been, even that though that the ending I got I was, was everyone gets turned into a half robot, which is a stupid fucking ending. <laughs> But I, I I'm I'm I, I'm still I'm glad that the Mass Effect series was wrapped up at least my mm-hmm. the my Shepard story. This is me more being sentimental than objectively saying that this is a good ending. Yeah, I'm glad I got to experience at least a better version of that ending. But yeah, I'm trying to think. Dishonored, I actually like uh the ending I got in Dishonored where yeah uh there's a, again uh, Dishonored has a couple different endings and uh, if you play as an asshole in Dishonored. Um, when you save the little girl princess that you're trying to save at the end of the game, she uh, ends up becoming ruler, but no one takes her rule seriously, spoilers for Dishonored, because she, everyone knows that her power comes from nothing that she, it doesn't come from her, it comes from the fact that you will kill anyone who disagrees with her. Yeah, so when no one takes her seriously as a ruler, so she's powerful, yeah, but her kingdom kind of falls into ruin because no one wants to do anything because they're essentially like it's it's just the threat of violence again held against them.
0: Maybe I would have liked the which ending of the kind of more if I got that ending because as it was, I got the happy, the like yeah. everything Da-da-da-da-da. is fixed, everything is better, way to go. Yeah, which is kind of you got the generic jive.
1: stereotype ending of well, like, it, it just doesn't jive with the dishonored world because
0: everything is falling apart and shitty
1: <laughs> well that's why I like what so much about my game because it is like yeah the game ends and, and yeah it's just shit. And doesn't
0: in your ending doesn't the what's his name the evil guy the devil doesn't he say something like well like I'm glad you've been interesting or, or something
1: like that yeah I forgot about that character. Cause
0: I feel like I like that character is kind of like Teresa to me where in, in Fable where I like that they kept them subtle because they seem like someone of great power to some degree, like you would say, Morgan in the Dragon Age series, it's like this character that, of yeah. great power and ambiguous uh, motivations, which kind of nice, Who yeah. uplifts you for unknown reasons. Well, there's enough. Of, it clearly, uh, has a bigger thing going on. There's
1: enough of fable in Dishonored. I wonder if Teresa wasn't also an inspiration for that character, where it's somebody yeah. who's obviously got some kind of history with this world, but you don't know exactly what's going on or what their ultimate goals are. Yeah, it's always nice. It's bad because it's not like that character's that well-written or anything like that. But it's so rare in a video game for there to be any... Like, intentional ambiguity is such a rarity in games that even if it's not that much of an interesting character that's being ambiguous, the fact that there is an ambiguous character, especially the main quote-unquote villain of the game... Not even the villain, but like he's a higher power. He's a higher power. Yeah, it's nice to have like a game that just says, I don't know. Games are all
0: about you, and you're such an amazing badass, and you're so powerful. It's nice to see that there's something going on in the world that's not about you. Mm -hmm. That's what I liked about in Dragon Age Morgan, like especially in Dragon Age Two, Morgan shows up at the front, the front end of the game, long enough to you can see that you see her in the first game. She's visibly a different person. She looks incredibly badass, she basically says, okay, I guess I'm going to help you in this moment, and then she just struts off to do whatever the fuck she's got going on. It implies a bigger world, yeah. which I really do appreciate.
1: And that's kind of little, uh, not to harp again too much on Mass Effect 3, but the ending of that, uh, I, I love the Mass Effect series so much that you're just this one, like, horrible little human running around the universe, and yeah. the end is so much about you're what you shall determine, the shepherd, make your choice, the yeah. shepherd, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And of course, you know, you're the player character, of course. It would be weird if that game series did not revolve around decisions that you're making. It's still a bit like, the fact, eh, I don't know.
0: So, best world slash environment. Bill proposed Dishonored Skirtless World or Journey's Metaphorical Realm. Well, in Dishonored, I like that they're all wearing pants, but they're only wearing pants so they can ragdoll. It's the same reason why they have their hair up.
1: (laughs) It's great because it's like a visual thing. It's a Technical limitation. It's a
0: technical limitation, but it is. It does tell something about the world at the same time. Yeah, the Dishonored was a beautiful world.
1: Also, to me, yeah, like, but like, uh, I, yeah. Well, the, the fact that they did steampunk, but without being necessarily steampunk, but like, yeah. I, I, love that particular take on this. That is thick. The, it was a whale. It was pump. broken
0: down industry. Yeah, And that was. It was a. I, it was a world. that was really. Even interesting.
1: though it's very, it is very much Half Life Two. It's, it's, I, I still like that aesthetic, even though it's kind of still kind of regurgitated. Well, and it's,
0: I think it's very, it's painterly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The textures and even just like the poster design.
0: Every, every moment in Dishonored looks like concept art. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you're looking or where you are. Like you'll play video games where you'll reach a moment. And you're like, oh wow, this was the big visual that they wanted me to see. Yeah. Dishonored, every moment of Dishonored looks like that. Journey is beautiful. Uh, Journey's
1: game. a be- like nicely designed world too with that like yeah. the this production design of that world is gorgeous. Well,
0: Journey is also great because you get to journey through so many different environments. Even though there's only it like six stages in
1: the game, but like yeah. they do very yeah, such a great job of the, uh making sure each stage is its own little a- atmospheric world. Yeah. Yeah. And also just the lighting and like I love in a, in, in Journey like how the sun like glistens off the sand, almost like it's kind of glass. Which I mean, that's what sand it really kind of is. It's tiny yeah. little bits of glass. But like, it just like yeah, like the the the, the scene where uh, you play Journey. Yeah, yeah. Where yes. it's it's the second scene so where it's, it's almost happened, all know. just like the big sliding down mm-hmm. uh, the sand scene where the yeah. camera suddenly turns into a side view and you're silhouetted in red against the yeah. sun. Gorgeous. God damn, that's a gorgeous game. Yeah. It's not quite the world of like Dishonored. It's not like a world where it's kind of it's got its own narrative, yeah, its own world history. But just the design of that. Well, but you could argue
0: against that with like the glyphs you can find throughout. The well, game. that's true too, man. Oh yeah, well, see, now you think I, I glyphs, like that, so there you, is a history. You get to see all the broken down ruins yes. of civilization and stuff, but they don't hit you over the head with it. It's there for you to see if you want it, yeah. but it's not. It's not. They don't push it in your face. So what would
1: you choose? I really liked
0: Spec Ops: The Line. You're like, you've ever heard that? The Yeah, I thought it was a great metaphor to that me, totally tied back uh, into the story. When I think of world,
1: I'm thinking about like fictional realm. I, Spec yeah. Ops: The Line just takes place in our world,
0: Dubai that's been fucked up by sand. That's true. It was. Uh, Dubai is a great setting because it's such a fucked up place. And then to take this white man's, like rich man's, like playground, and have it destroyed by nature. And then like sand is a metaphor. Like sand, sand obscures, sand strips away. Like the way the journey environment tells the story so well, it does in, in Spec Ops the line. Like I you I, I think Spec Ops is a great like you could say Dishonored's world tells the story of the game too, but I So
1: your choice is uh
0: I, I can't choose amongst those three, but I would put Spec Ops in that record. I uh,
1: well, I've only started playing a little bit of Sleeping Dogs, but I do like the design of that world. Even though yeah. it's it's just It's, it's a Grand Theft Auto y thing. It's C G I, but... um man, it's it's not really world building, but I do like the fact that um Far Cry has random animals that can attack you and bad guys just out of the blue. Yeah. So, like, you can be in the middle of, like, doing a mission or, like, trying to stealth take out a whole compound and suddenly a tiger will wander in and kill everybody or kill yeah. you. Uh, but that's not really world building. Um, yeah. That game's also kind of racist and fucked up with how you're the white guy coming in to save all these natives. Um, going back to racism stuff. Uh, what's the next award? Best villain. What do you choose? I... Going back to Uncharted, or uh, Far Cry 3, Voss, he's this guy, he's this, uh, is he a pirate? Yeah, he's a pirate on this island who, the whole, the whole reason why he's the villain is he's captured all of you and all your friends to sell into white slavery, but, like, uh, the performance of the character,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: it's one of the best, uh, uh, performances in a game I've seen in a while of just, like, this righty scum, fuck, crazy son of a bitch who doesn't have a really huge agenda. He's not trying to destroy the world or anything like that. He's just out to just protect himself. And uh, he just has a lot of great character moments. Uh, best... Uh, you got Star Kid from uh, Mass Effect. I
0: can't think... Or the Reapers. The Reapers are so Reapers boring. Reapers are
1: boring. Dishonored, you've a, got Mad Men.
0: I can't think of a villain that really stuck in my teeth this year. You
1: got Flying Monsters from Journey. Um... Papa villains. Eo. What's the, what's the villain in Papa Yeo?
0: There's not really a villain.
1: Sleeping Dogs?
0: Sleeping Dogs has... I did I was motivated in killing that fucker. But, you know.
1: I don't know. Could you give best Spec villain, Ops I'm gonna the get, line? I was going to say, Walker.
0: Walker is the best villain. Spoilers
1: to Spec Ops <laughs> the line.
0: Because Spec Ops the line is about you becoming a villain. And again, that ties into my ending of Spec Ops the line. Because in my ending of Spec Ops the line, I fully embraced being a supervillain. I'm gonna give it to Walker. I haven't played uh, Far Cry. The, to be fair, I will open my. I will admit that this game was a year. of This year did not have a lot of remarkable villains. Like if I look at all the games of the year, I liked that in Dishonored, your the villains are ultimately people who were your allies. Yeah. But they Warriors handle that. Yeah. They don't handle that in a. Yeah, very... that
1: that turn is just kind of stupid. Well, Far Cry 3, this Voss guy. He ends up di- uh, disappearing halfway through the game, and he's replaced yeah. by a much more generic, kind of lamer villain. Yeah. Uh, I th- I th- I think a lot more people would be talking about Far Cry Three and specifically that character Voss if he had stuck around for the whole game. Yeah. But as such, he just kind of gets the dis gets uh dis- thrown away halfway through the game. Because yeah, like, journey... *Assassin's Creed* three
0: had a terrible villain, terrible villain. Who's the one? It, it turns out to be Christopher Lee. He's the villain. Saruman. Spoiler. Yes, Bill. That's the guy who plays Saruman, not Sauron. Is, oh, Is, is really? it Christopher Lee? I yeah, could be it's Christopher Lee. It, but that's fucking Dracula, name, isn't it? No, like... i mean that's a character's name, I think.
1: Uh... Anyway, but yeah, it's like uh, uh uh. Oh, we didn't talk about the best game where you play as fruit and or nuts, but *Botanical*. How do you pronounce it? Isn't it Botnicula? Bot- it's a Botnicula? Botany? It's like, well, it's also the best uh, playable cartoon this year. I just want to throw that out because it's very cute. It may have come know, maybe out last best, year. What, 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 what else? What's the next else? award?
0: Next you have best protagonist.
1: Yeah. Bill, if you say Walker, I'm going to hit you. Bill is Femship. I still, just because it's a lady. You know but, what? No, it doesn't have to be. You know what? I found the best protagonist of the year last night while playing Dragon's Dogma that (laughs) let you play as a 10-year-old girl. Yeah could be a 10-year-old fat black girl if i wanted to but
0: there's a that whole is thing that's if you have a if you have a game where you can just choose whatever character you want to be yeah. is that cuz someone had some criticism this- i love FemShep. don't get me wrong but someone had a criticism like FemShep is a pretty shepherd is a pretty
1: hollow character
2: yeah. shepherd
0: is a vessel that you well, load up your th- heart your thoughts and feelings in and yeah. you build well it, up- because it
1: has the shepherd has to be an empty bucket in which you carry yourself yeah. around in
0: exactly um
1: dishonored main character corvo Best protagonist
0: best Protagonist is uh, is a goddamn uh, Walking Dead dude. Best protagonist far and away. No, no. What's what's his what's his butt from Walking Dead?
1: Lee. Lee. He's dumb.
0: Lee is the best protagonist. He looks
1: like a rank and stop. most
0: character. Just term. that. He My has... choice
1: is Kid Icarus. Fair enough. Do you choose?
0: Uh, Do Lee. You agree? Lee is the best protagonist.
1: I say Kid Icarus. He's devoted to his lady. No, this is actually unlikely. This is not one, this, is, this is true. No, this is one of the nice things about Pitt and Icarus is that he's uh, part of the big story is that he's mindlessly not mindlessly, well, he kind of is mindlessly devoted to his goddess Petaluna, I think mm-hmm. her name is, and uh, he ends up being killed and coming back from the dead, and he ends up going through all this grief uh, because of his devotion to this goddess, and even the goddess ends up going crazy, and the only thing that really saves the world is his devotion, blind yeah. faith. It's a, weirdly hmm. Kid Icarus from being this very cartoony game that was localized by this AV Club dude that's a remake of a 25-year-old uh, Nintendo game that is essentially it's a game about faith was very interesting. And like, you know, Pitt's not the most interesting character, but like the, for that being the arc of a yeah. Nintendo hero. yeah, that's that, that, That's that got... Pitt's journey's got more meat on its bones than like anything Link's ever done, except for maybe uh, the stuff that was going on in Majora's Mask or Mario... Uh, but you are right, it is Lee. Lee is one of my favorite, yeah. not just of this year, but of my favorite of time. protagonist of all time. Again, well, you could say the same thing about Lee, where uh-uh. he's not as Lee hollow has, as the shepherd. He has his Lee own personality. Lee has a backstory like, to yeah. him that they don't hammer upon. What are you talking about? At the beginning, it's just, are you from outer space, Georgia? <laughs> Are you from? But no, Lee Lee has a distinct
0: Are you spacer. Georgia? You can like you can direct his character, but Lee has a distinct character. He does, yeah, all of he's himself. coming
1: from somewhere, and, and he's yeah.
0: you know, and well, that's uh, the nice yeah. thing about uh, Mass Effect
1: or uh, uh, The Walking Dead, and and that's the it's it's kind of the counterpoint to Mass Effect, whereas yeah. Mass Effect has a shepherd who is
0: I love kind my of femme shep, a bit of a cipher. Yeah,
1: but so you can have more choices in what you do in the game uh lee is more of an actual character who you're just kind of like pushing around in the game rather than yeah. pretending you are yeah even though there's still enough room in the game for you to really empathize with lee and like you Absolutely. are making choices for lee. you and lee are still this one and the same in the game but he's still not gotten he's got enough character that he is his own character he's yeah. not just you and even down to the ending where like in, unlike mass effect 3 which you know tries to have all these different endings which are really just the same ending color-coded uh, the Walking Dead is very—you pretty much get one ending. It's just how you get there, is 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 the real choice you make, and it on, on what terms you get to that ending, which yeah. is nicer. Yeah, it's 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 the color and the tone of the ending, not exactly that you're choosing what ending you get.
0: Yeah, Lee is—I mean—he's just one of the most interesting characters we've had in gaming in a long time for just being a nor- kind of a normal guy. Yeah, but still a very well
1: articulated, normal, especially guy. for a game that stars a black guy that starts off he's getting hauled off to jail. You kind of forget about, how... but that's. Potentially problematic that could be. Yeah.
0: But no, that's not well, like... Well, like, he has this dark past that clearly informs his character, but they don't really necessarily yeah, You find it. out
1: more about it at the end of the game, but, like, it's not a huge, like, revelation. Don't find out that he was secretly of uh, Dracula. Or yeah.
0: Anything like
1: that. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, then...
0: So... Like, what would you say was your most disappointing protagonist this year? I'd say it's Corvo Tano for me. Oh,
1: so? Oh, just because he's a speechless.
0: Because he's, he's a character that everyone talks about a lot. What's the Half-Life thing of of Gordon Freeman? Gordon Freeman. Oh, Gordon Freeman, you're so awesome, but you don't speak? I, wouldn't, I don't mind that so much, as much as I object to Corvo, just because of your relationship with uh, the princess.
1: Why, because she's so devoted to you? The
0: Empress, his daughter. Yeah, because you, you and she have this strong bond, and it's so fucking weird that you never fucking talk to her. Yeah. That is bizarre. I know why they made that choice, but...
1: Well, again, yeah. well it also cuts down production stuff, so I don't have to worry about you having well conversation have decisions. You don't have to nobody. hire another voice actor. I may but, yeah. as well have nobody. But th- th- that's so weird because it seems like first-person shooters are getting away from having the voiceless cypher hero. Mm-hmm. That It's weird that Dishonored's that much of a... like As much as uh, Dishonored's great for the thing, the, how it kind of is a callback to stealth games from 10 years ago, and mm-hmm. unfortunately made the decision to also call back to the to to, to the voiceless cypher first-person yeah. hero that is also i big get that it would have been
0: incredibly difficult to have the ability to have high chaos low chaos and everything in between and have a voice actor perform that speaks to both those characters or to program it in such a way that the character changes yeah. that's, that's a lot of work there i get it i get why they didn't do it it still upsets me
1: I mean, Far Cry Three uh, again. That's a first person shooter with stealth and stuff. But that, that even though that character that you play as annoys the shit out of me, and he sounds like he's he's mentally disabled. <laughs> he really does sound like he's got he's got like fetal alcohol syndrome because he's like, Aww. I shoot gun now. Oh no, I set them on fire. Why did they try to kill me? It, like he sounds like that. But at least it is a character that like even if the, I think the character is dumb as a fucking box of sticks, like at least it is a character and they could he can actually interact with other characters and actually have more of a plot rather than just being like the, the, yeah this guy who's just having having one sided conversations with everybody yeah. i'd rather have a poorly written character who propels a story rather than a mysterious dark character who doesn't talk to anybody who just everyone just kind of like throws information at you and has these one-sided relationships. Even yeah. if, even like Dishonored, I think those relationships are interesting. They're all written in the characters yeah. are nice. But
0: well, you're ca- t- it's hard to feel betrayed it's...
2: with someone yeah, that you've never seen. Exactly, spoken to. yeah.
0: It's it's just it's just strange to me. <laughs> that game is so successful. So he I'm gonna call him one of my favorite protagonists, even though he's not a very well written character, he's a really weirdly written character. I do I love Wei Shen from Sleeping Dogs. Yeah. I love Wei Shen so much He's just so interesting to me to be, to be This badass Asian guy I love his dumb combat I love his dumb relationships I love his voice actor yeah. Wei Shen, I would never call him protagonist of the year But he's a protagonist I really want to see again And I'm sad I won't get to Oh, Wei Shen
1: uh, What about side characters in games, like secondary characters Like any that stuck out in your mind Far Cry 3 has two great secondary characters uh, There's a guy named Buck, who's mm-hmm. this Australian guy Who just wants to fucking eat you that's ser- I'm not even making that up. He wants to. He keeps on making jokes about how he's going to rape you and then eat your body once he's once you're done doing these missions for him. Which, but he's kind of like this badass. You'd think he was hot though. He's like he's got the beard. He almost looks like Jones from Foley's books. Yeah, but he's a horrible human being. <laughs> but you're going on yeah. these missions for this guy, and you don't know if he's kidding or not. In turns yeah. out obviously you make it to the end of the game of lives, so it's not like he's super serious. Uh, but then there's all this this German guy named Sam, who he's this great mission, not missionary. Uh, mercenary, very <laughs> of, I know, but part of the reason why he's such a renowned mercenary is because he has a German accent, so everyone thinks he's more evil than he <laughs> everyone is. Everyone thinks he's more of a bad. So he's like, "How do you think I got I got the promotion? Because I have evil accent." But he's like this kind of silly goofball guy. Yeah. But he's like, "Ah yes, I was born in America. I'm an American, but I was unfortunately raised in Germany." Oh, but he's just like he's got these. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Um, uh, aside from Far Cry, um, I like. I still like Kenny from The Walking Dead. I know. Well, see. If I have to choose
0: best secondary cl- character from The Walking Dead, I have to choose Clementine.
1: Oh yeah. Well,
0: Clementine. I think that's such a good. That's good. That's a well-written little kid, which you never get in video games. Well, she
1: get. Oh, this is our another award as best best slash worst kid in a video game this year. Because <laughs> you got the princess from Dishonored. Yeah. You've got Clementine. You've got Star Child. Anyone I else? would
0: still, I would still say the worst little kid. How about the in kid from is... Papa
1: Yo? Is he amazing? He's, he's the
0: protagonist.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. You but play still, that's another game. kid in the game.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: uh, but I
0: think, like my, like let's see, technically, Pitt
1: from Kid Icarus um, is
0: a kid. I Elise in um in Assassin's Creed: Revelation, or it should be Liberation, which again I'm not very far into. It's pretty clear that there's going to be some stupid reveal with this character and who she really is. But there's a point in Liberation where you meet this woman who is a. Smuggler, I think, in the Bayou. Yeah, and her name is Elise. And there's this. There are these sequences where you are playing as this lady protagonist, Evelyn, and you're you're wandering through the woods with this lady smuggler named Elise. And it's so awesome. To just be not that she's a well written character or even necessarily terribly interesting, but
1: the circumstances. But you're playing as two yeah.
0: not at all sexualized women interacting in video game, and that's so uncommon. I was actually like, I almost started crying while playing it. This is not a very good. game That chapter
1: in the game just called the Alice McDowell chapter. Like, <laughs> like you
0: know, I mean, it's not perfect, but it was just but such. But I, I that's she's that memorable. That is
1: such a rare she instance memorable
0: for that reason. Oh
1: my god. What else?
0: I really actually liked Lord Pendleton and Dishonored. That's
1: I thought he—he's
0: the snooty aristocrat. Oh, he's the one of the brothers. Yeah, I really liked his writing and his little mini arc. I can't
1: remember his mini arc. I just is... killed everyone so brutally that after a while <laughs> they all just kind of bled well, see, together. see, because
0: I loved all the journals and everything, yeah, and all I the writing and everything. And it's like, know. well, he—so he, so he was—um—his brothers always made fun of him and treated him like shit. And he was the dark. He was kind of the black. Um. Uh, not the Black Swan, but like the Black Sheep of the he's family. He's the one who sends
1: you on the mission to go kill his brothers. Yeah, yeah, so you
0: kill his brothers, and he clearly kind of regrets that, and he's coming to power, and he feels he feels a little bit of conflict. Is about he the it. one who shoots himself at the end of the game? Yeah, I think,
1: yeah. Okay. I know one of them shoots himself.
0: I, well, in your in your version, he shoots himself. In my that's version, I show up and he's dead. He's pe- He's been. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, by what's his bed. I... And I do like. I even like. I like the writing of those three guys, but I wish the game didn't. Even before they turn, you see that these are people, everyone in that game has, they're not, it's not as simple as this is a good guy and this is a bad guy. And I know it's so that there is this turn, you know, like I get that. But I like that even when they turn, you can see why they do. You can understand their actions. Yeah, they're not, not they're, I know that they do that so that you will not sus- you will not necessarily suspect them from the start. I know it's not. No, so... but their
1: motivations are at least organic. Even even yeah. if the way they turn is kind of silly, kind of silly sometimes. It's, but yeah. it's a,
0: l- a little more nuanced than I'm used to in video games, and I love all the conversations you hear in Dishonored. It's not perfect, but I really did enjoy that in Dishonored yeah. quite a bit. I like James Vega. Vega, i love that dumb piece of beefcake i do
1: it's worth it just for the like i am james vega the uh, james vega the um crayola cartoons who drew that on the internet i am james I vega no i have it saved in my Flickr gallery if you go to Flickr.com slash mudren or whatever and look at my uh, favorites somebody did this, gr- did this great cartoon series of james vega's crayola drawings just talking about how awesome his adventures are and it's totally keeping in in, in, in in tune with the the with James Vega and his adventures. Also, James Vega's gay. No, wait, uh, James uh, Vega's gay co pilot buddy
0: Cortez. Yeah, and trainer. Like it's. It, it, I feel Which like one's it's trainer. Cheap. Trainer. Oh, she's the... the one I fucked
1: up my relationship with y'all, Liara, for. <laughs> fucking
0: Christ! I know it's it's almost cheap to say. Oh, my favorite secondary characters are Mass Effect because it's fucking Mass Effect. That is Mass Effect. That's eight nothing eight but yeah, exactly it's, yeah. But. If we're looking at new characters, I liked all the new characters they introduced in in Mass Effect Three. I do all of them. How
1: about the other person you play with with in a journey that you don't know who they are? You
0: know what? You can if make we're gonna get hoity toity about it, you can make an extra yeah, and you say your 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 co player in journey me, because, because that was be one anyone. of the most that was one of the most magical. It is interesting weekend. supporting. We'll, we'll we'll talk to that in just a second. Yeah. Um. But uh, so best gameplay mechanic, uh, teleportation in Dishonored. We talked about that a little bit. It's just a well, I love it's stealth
1: that cuts bleak. down on having to sneak around, and you could just zip from place yeah. to place. That is fam- That 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 is something like uh, that. That's one thing I was missing from Far Cry Three was you know that's a stealth game, but the ability to just is simply just zip from place to place. That is so nice, and. They do it in a way that it doesn't break the game. You think yeah. if if you were to hear like before playing Dishonored, if you had told me that like this game's coming out where it lets you teleport from place to place in a stealth game, I'd say, well, what's the point then? Because like so much a part of the stealth of a stealth game is sneaking past guards and stuff, But yeah. you still have to do. It just makes it easier like climbing and stuff, and yeah. it just lets you get on like you don't have to waste time so much yeah. just sneaking around environments. The
0: game respects you enough to go. No, yeah. like, That's the bullshit part of this. We're gonna cut that right out of here. Yeah. Goddamn which
1: so you is can, the opposite of Assassin's way. Creed Creed 3 where it's Game like gameplay does
0: not or Assassin's Creed 3 transparently does not value your time.
1: Yeah. It's hostile towards you and everything you wanted uh oh, fuck
0: but to go back to Bill's point, Bill also nominated for Best Gameplay Dynamic Speechless Slash Wordless Multiplayer in Journey.
1: Yeah. Going, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, Journey, with their whole very mysterious multiplayer, was really was amazing. It was the first time I've ever seen multiplayer that added to a world, mm-hmm. as opposed to multiplayer that was, like, just tacked on or that's just,
1: that's removed. A, I'm going to be bummed with Journey in a couple years, because... You know, as that game gets older, it's going to get harder to find people to play with online, especially mm-hmm. once the PlayStation Three is dead. I don't even think about that if if there is a new PlayStation Four next year, yeah. and assuming it does, if it doesn't have backwards compatibility, it then you're will. not. You're, PlayStation yeah. is,
0: like, all of my PSN games work on my Vita, but and it if, doubles your catalog. But if it doesn't, then that
1: means no one's gonna be playing Journey in, a, yeah. in just a year or so, and that game, as designed to be played that way, won't exist anymore.
0: Well, what's interesting is that you absolutely can play Journey without another character. No,
1: you don't, yeah, exactly. It's, you won't
0: lose anything, but what I love, Journey, like, it's it's easier with another character. Well, if your character, other character helps you. Yeah. And really, doesn't just wander off. Yeah, like, I've played it where, like, they're, like, they'll maybe try to help me for a little bit and they get frustrated, and then they leave. Yeah. Or, like, but I was lucky the first time I played through I played with another person and we helped each other along the entire way. And that's it was really great. magical. Yeah. As opposed to like the second person I played with, um I got in an ice level. There's a way you can fuck up the ice level and you get sent back to start. And that happened to him once, not too far in, like just a little bit in and he got sent back to start. I went back to help him. I we were about maybe 3 quarters of the way through. I actually got sent back to start. He did not come back for me. And that was like I actually felt betrayed wow. in a way that I have never felt in a video game before. Since. Yeah, because that's
1: somebody else just packing their bags and said, "Fuck it, you're not yeah. worth the time. I'm leaving." Which yeah. was
0: it's interesting that you can have these experiences from a multiplayer game where there is no speaking, and that would would have been impossible if there was any sort of speaking or any. Because sort it's of just
1: pure pure human just interaction, even yeah. though it's completely abstracted because it's being filtered through this video game. Yeah, but it's yeah no it's it's fucked up.
2: But it's because great.
0: whenever you have any means any way to communicate in a video game. People will use it to create garbage. Yeah, you will see if you can make art, people will make dicks. If you can talk, people will call you a faggot. Like this is just the nature of the internet. So they have a game where it's like you. No, no, no. All you can do is interact. It's and interesting. You can pipe at each
1: other between Journey and the super, super catered or super. How would you describe the miiverse on the Wii U? Uh, super uh, monitored. Uh, censored. Su- yeah, su- like... Oh, I hate to say censored, a better Yeah. Yeah, uh, World of the Mii-verse. It's, this is an interesting thing where, like, 2012 is seems to be the beginning of a movement in games. I don't know if it will be a movement. This could just be just coincidence that Journey and the mii just happened to come out in the same year. But of... Uh, game designers out there cr- trying to create a space online that is relatively safe. Yeah. They can go online and just have or at fun. Least civil. Yeah, civil. Exactly, yeah. And that's, the, again, like, I can complain up and down about how the Wii U is kind of a little bit of a disaster of a machine, but the, the Miiverse, in terms of a social media thing, it's kind of a wreck because, like, it actively dis- discourages anyone from actually meeting anybody I mean, in any me- meaningful way. But in terms of just, like, passing silly notes and stuff, between yeah. each other. That's that's really nice to have.
0: It takes so much more. Unless you do something like Journey. Where there's very little means of communication. So short of someone doing Morse code. Fuck you at me. I'm There's no way to. You know. Yeah exactly. Yeah. But like where the Meverse solution requires so much time. So and much heavy lifting. Yeah
1: so much. Uh, yeah because you got human eyeballs. Is. Looking at every message and stuff. You can have yeah. to worry. You have to wonder how much of that is really worth all the effort they put into. The Miiverse universe. Because like I said the service they're providing you. Is really just. Here's a, here's just a note saying I love Mario. Here's a drawing of it's Mario and a fish. Yeah, like it's not really meaningful. It's 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 it, it's nice communication, but it's not like it's really get, you can get bored of it really quickly. Yeah, and it's never going like you can't really have a friendship or relationship that really evolves with anybody through yeah. that service. Like you can with any other kind of social media thing because it is so. Just surface level communication. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. so
0: one of my no- my nominees, and I think my win for Best Mechanic, though Journey is, is a serious contender, contender for me, was um, time dialogue in The Walking Dead. It is a tiny little thing. It doesn't sound there like has much. to have been, Mass Effect never has time dialogue. No.
1: Okay. You could walk
0: away and make a sandwich. Okay. The only thing that's timed is, like, any, like, quick time events. Like, your, your renegade moment or your... Or something
1: like that. Period yeah, period but actual just, like, conversation stuff. Yeah, that's And I a good know point. there have been
0: games... I I, I want Like, I think it used to be more of a thing where, like, after a while in games, if you didn't say anything about a character, would be like, well, then, if that's how you feel about it, and then just storm off. I think Skyrim does it. But in Walking Dead, it's not just, like, a time... An arbitrary timer, like... Like something where the game is like, well, you walked away. In Walking Dead, it's actually to build tension.
2: Yeah,
1: and yeah, but it's also uh, reflects the way conversations actually happen in real life. So you might get presented with the, with the sudden like choice you have to make, and you're not going to have all afternoon... You have to make that decision in 30 seconds or less.
0: See, I don't even necessarily think it's a reality simulator well, as but much as it is.
1: for me that I, that's what I kind of like about it, but yeah, it also adds but to see, the I tension. But see, I think it's it's
0: part of the gameplay, because yeah. you're in these dialogue choices, you're being forced to make a decision lots of times. You're having to choose how you approach someone, how but you talk to someone.
1: Both with like Lee and with uh, my fem like I tend to be playing such a very specific kind of character that... I Like, unless it's a really gray moral choice that I have to make normally when it's just like role-playing through a conversation i i know what i'm gonna, like like even if like all the conversation stuff is is timed like i pretty much know like i don't have to spend that much time
0: see i disagree with walking dead I'm just saying that's
1: my own personal play style in
0: walking dead in particular there were dialogue choices that i chose and they did not go the way that i thought oh, i was
2: really?
1: gonna choose them almost movie. nine. like 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 that's one of the things that impressed me so much about the walking dead is not only was i giving given uh, dialogue choices that like were reflective of what I was thinking at the time, that, like, the results of most of my choices within those uh, dialogue trees was pretty much what I would have not... Like, I was not surprised by too much stuff that happened. Well, it's not
0: that I was shocked. It's just, like, I would choose one dialogue... Thing branch, assuming it would take me down a different a particular path, and the game surprises me in a different
1: way. Probably with Kenny, right? So they're hey, possibly... Kenny, I'm trying to be nice to you. Fuck you, man. Well, mostly yeah. because
0: like in that game, I tried very much to be a mediator, and the game makes it very. Oh, hard I know. To That's the one thing. Yeah, it's like if you try not to take sides in those moments, it's really difficult to know. I mean, I it's like side with Kenny, side with what's but you know? But it, the I thought the game did an excellent job of that, and frankly, it 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 adds that stress. Like I have to make the right choice now, mm-hmm. and it adds to replay ability in a way because like maybe it was like fuck i shouldn't have made that choice because i was freaked out i gotta go, try it again so well mm-hmm. done yeah, yeah that,
1: i can't i'm trying to think of any other big oh for any of these awards if you guys have uh, suggestions for anything we've, we've missed or any possible candidates for stuff feel free to hit us back uh for next week's podcast but yeah um what else
0: i like that bill put on best song and left it blank
1: Trying to think. Well, there's a Walking Dead song. I
0: really liked the Walking Dead song. Well, also,
1: like this is also just includes music. I mean, the Journey had probably the best soundtrack of the year. I
0: was really shocked that in the um in our Spec Ops podcast, you didn't use any of the music from Spec Ops.
1: Spec Ops had a lot of great after music. I thought I actually thought the music in Spec Ops, the the source, like the music actually scored for the game was grading. I took really just like jur, 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 jur. oh man, like the heavy was... guitars and stuff. Well, like.
0: that was all. That was the, the a lot of that was the Radio Man stuff.
1: Well, I took it off because that was oh, annoying. Oh,
0: Because it... there was there was one um, theme that they used throughout the game. This like this very subtle guitar theme. Yeah. That sounded very empty and sad. That was I thought was see great. I thought
1: that was Mickey Mouseing it too much. Where it's trying to tell me like oh you should feel sad here. You should feel. Like welcome to all game all
0: scores and anything ever, but like Mister I
1: Love Williams as a film score nerd, I hate that Mickey Mousing shit where the, like where the music will like is trying too hard to tell you exactly how you're supposed to be feeling at a very specific time. I like a little more abstraction in my mood music. Rather than just like, I oh, it's so sad you've killed 30 people. Spec Ops from the
0: start, like you have all the, that, which makes all of Radio Man stuff, like all the metal stuff, all the more um, uh, discordant, like the yeah. stuff that's quote unquote more traditional in games. Like, I thought the actual, like, all of the non-gameplay scoring, or all the non-gunplay non scoring, I think, was actually really well done. I, really I put in, great. like,
1: the Jimi Hendrix. I put in some of the music that's in Spec Ops, but it wasn't, like, the score music. Well, especially uh, with uh, Spec Ops and any kind of, like, emotional, psychological game, I'll turn the music off. Because I'm not a big fan of a lot of game music. Mm-hmm. And I figured like, it's more realistic with the music off. Like I like like
0: you could say the same thing with a movie. Like if you could turn off the score in a movie, would you? No, do that? but there's
1: something like there's something more realistic about like in a being game where you're shooting innocent villains in Dubai without like that you're being underscored about you do that in
0: most games.
1: But like there's something about like. There's like that game is already trying so hard to be so gritty and realistic. It seems like a cop out to suddenly put this cheesy music on top. I'm talking my own personal preference yeah, in playing no, I can understand that, that. Like, like when I'm reminded of the artifice of like how much of a fake story I'm being told when the music starts to swell because I've made a bad decision. I think music that's, that that takes way or whatever the, the hell it was decision. doing. I, I did not like the music. Let's I think put, I, you, was, I didn't want to play with the music. That's that's, that's no, what I'm, I'm it boils down saying, to. But I'm,
0: i like I've I think played, it's a,
1: I think it's a just. I think it's I don't think I'm crazy for not, not wanting to play with the music. You're
0: crazy. I'm just saying it's part of the artistic decision of the game. I it's think like, they I played, made bad artistic choices. Okay, Bill. I know you're angry about this, but when, like I played Assassin's Creed, the first Assassin's Creed. Um, with uh mostly because I had just discovered the custom sun- soundtrack feature. Yeah. I played it with the custom soundtrack, and I did not get much out of it the first time I played it. When I went back and I replayed it with this game as it was scored, I enjoyed it a lot more because it was part of the holistic. Yeah, I played with the Kingdom Heaven
1: soundtrack, and that was the shit. See, but it's like
0: it's like there. It's part. Of, it's like you're taking away one of the tools that the game designer has and mm-hmm. saying, "Well, fuck you. I know you want to present this in this way, but uh, no, I'm but gonna,
1: if I th- if I think that uh, the tool is being used, incorrectly, I can understand
0: that." That's what you're saying. I'm just saying it's just no. No, I'm saying I. I It's like I get like this black and white movie is dumb. I'm going around and around,
1: but yeah.
0: Um. So best choice in a game.
1: Um. Spoilers for games.
0: Bill's nominees were chop off your own arm in The Walking Dead, what to do the universe, Mass Effect three. Shoot or spare the citizens of Dubai after the hanging. I added on higher, low chaos and and dishonored because I thought that was. An oh, interesting that's interesting game. because that's
1: not just a singular choice, but that's a yeah. choice of play style throughout the game. That's a good point,
0: and it and it makes a dramatic effect on the on the game itself.
1: Yeah, because it my idea for a dishonored choice was just I was trying to think of different like because like you yeah, so Other many different stuff. ways you to take side between but, uh, no, rags or... I I think um. Well, that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, choice between like Granny Rags and Butcher Bill.
0: Butcher Bill. But I think and,
1: the yeah. high high chaos versus low chaos is more more interesting and more unique. Yeah. To uh, Dishonored.
0: because it's it's like a, it's 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 because a lot of games like all of these
1: are binary decisions. Is there anything else like any other game kind of big decision? Dude, Even, The Walking Dead was filled. Uh, to chop your own arm off is one of the most gruesome decisions you can make yeah. in that game. Technically, if you really want to get the the decision, people really think will probably take away with them with that game is. Uh, probably stuff like, did you shoot duck? Not shoot duck. Uh, your final conversation with Clementine at the mm-hmm. end of the game. Um, I'm trying to think of any other choice. See, for stuff. me, the
0: the the one game decision in a game this whole year that that really rocked me was actually in Mass Factory, not the ending. It's when you're on the Corian um, homeworld, yeah. you have to choose what to do with the Geth. Where
1: you can choose. Did you fuck that up? Cause I I I I all oh, see. Uh, I I would probably uh, remember most of those decisions in Mass Effect 3 more if I'd fucked any of them up. But I got through all of Mass Effect 3. I did not, like, no one died that didn't have to die in that game. Mm-hmm. Like, I was one of the few people I know who got through the Quarian Geth thing where both the Quarians and Geth are totally happy and alive. After well, that's audition.
0: what happened in mine. Okay. But it almost didn't. because. What's, so what's what the, happens the is you, um, you can either... Um, help the uh you can basically either destroy or save the Chorians, as yeah. kind of, or not the quarians but the Geth. and in that moment and, and tolly is standing there going what the fuck is wrong with you these people like they're they're like they're in their they're they're um being uh uh they've been not indoctrinated but they're being controlled by the reapers yeah. and they're fighting against you and it was—it's basically you have to choose between synthetics. It's the first time in the game you have to choose between synthetics and organics. And Holly is standing there with you, freaking the fuck out. It is one of the most vulnerable. This moments. is the decision her that the you game. botched.
1: She throws herself off a cliff, right? Well,
0: she. So what happened was, as we're playing this game. Uh, she, uh, my wife and I, actually pause at the moment <laughs> where we have to make it a choice, and had the biggest argument we've ever had in our entire relationship. I am not kidding. Like the worst argument we have ever had was over we uh we save the or don't my wife's perspective was these are innocents that have been manipulated you can't do that ma and, and she also she, she viewed it as Edie it's like in doing this oh, yeah, you yeah. are you know Edie is our friend Legion is our friend you can't do this to our friends whereas I was like fucking Tolly Tolly is my number one bro I could never make any decision that would hurt her I could not do that. And uh, we, got, so we got into a yelling fit. Um,
1: I remember you telling me
2: about I this. I was yeah. so
0: mad. I said one of the bitchiest things i ever said. I unpaused <laughs> the game, and I said, fine, I could load from an earlier save anyway. And I did what it fully did, and it actually was the right choice.
1: Oh, so you but, never actually went through with your choice. No,
0: because it was the right choice. <laughs> because <laughs> Holly eventually goes, oh, well, I guess you're not. Because then, Yeah, because the, that's what I chose. The geth, yeah. the geth become freed. Oh, no, that's it. You get to make the geth fully autonomous. You that's have the choice to either yeah. um, shut down the geth or make them fully autonomous. See,
1: I'm glad that's like a life of being a Star Trek fan like it's only like star trek morality is what saves your ass in every situation in 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 as 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 much as the mass effect is supposed to be the new space uh space opera i've heard people talk about this is uh, mass effect is this generation star trek all the moral lessons i've learned about star trek about p- giving people a second chance like, and, and that kind of, like, that, that kind of very kind of corny uh, morality, yeah, it was really what got me through a perfect game of Mass Effect 3. Well, not just thing, Mass Effect 3, but throughout all three games. You
0: have to have faith in the moment because the theme of Mass Effect, even if it's not necessarily in the games, but the theme of the Mass Effect universe is that whenever you uplift synthetics... They will kill you. Yeah, that's the whole point of the Reapers. The Reapers are to keep balance, and you learn when you play Leviathan that the Reapers are uplifted synthetics.
2: Yeah, and that
0: they were the the the, the people the um Leviathan who like these these creatures who created the Reapers that the Reapers look like. They basically it's it's kind of like in Hitchhiker's Guide where like they create a machine and then to yeah. like solve the answer and then that machine builds another machine. And, but so the the reapers are tasked to solve the problem of the balance between synthetics and organics in the universe and they decide the solution is, is just to kill all organics every couple of thousand years so they can stop making dumb mistakes with synthetics yeah. but they're synthetics so you know it's like that's kind of this undercurrent like, if if you follow the logic of the Mass Effect universe, in a couple of thousand years, the Geth are going to kill everyone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And oh.
1: eventually the universe is um, all going to be so. Did you hear the Giant Bomb podcast this week about, uh w- w- like, they they were holding back on having a big spoiler cast about the ending of Ma- Ma- Mass Effect 3 until all of their dudes could finally finish the game, and that mm-hmm. only happened this week, even though the game's been out for, like, nine months. Yeah. Did you listen to that podcast?
0: I don't listen to that Uh It's
1: really podcasts. interesting, because the one guy who was the holdout on, the, uh, on their podcast... Uh, he had finished the game because all this DLC came out. He was the one guy who finished the game with Leviathan and Omega and stuff as a natural part of his playthrough. And he was talking about how... So it was great because then he's questioning everyone else like, well, in the original version of the game, because he's also playing with a revised version of the ending of the game as his first ending too. Uh, that's how he's first experiencing the endings is with the revised endings and so like their conversation where he's like so like what so wait what was so bad about you because for- i i thought my ending was kind of fine and yeah and, and they're talking about how leviathan informs a lot of the stuff that happens at the end of mass yeah. effect which sounds like it sh- should have been actually part of the game not just yeah. dlc that came like out Like, Like that was later. my problem
0: with both leviathan and,
1: and that Man. was interesting hearing that whole conversation was how like that dlc really kind of shapes and everyone agreed that it was stupid that the From Ashes DLC was even optional. I, I, I feel so uh, vendi- uh, vindictive. I know how
0: much you love. I'm surprised you didn't have whats his butt in your favorite secondary characters. You didn't have Javik in your. Oh, Javik! I forgot about that. Like I said, my only objection is I wish he added more. Yeah. Leviathan fills in huge blanks in the mass. That's what they world. were talking
1: about. Him. Omega. You should, you should give that, po- uh, that 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 uh, giant bomb pod- podcast a listen. It's only the first like hour. Of the- it's only the first hour of the podcast, but it's really interesting just to hear.
0: Like Omega includes a big part of the game that was missing. Yeah. From Ashes, like I said, it that character's perspective is interesting, but just because he's like I'm just a soldier, that's that's why I'm like okay.
1: So what were we talking about? The best
0: choice in the game. The Best choice in the
1: game. What else? What oh, shooting. Okay uh did we did did we come to a choice what was the best choice
0: chopping off your own arm in the walking dead that was an intense moment that you even had to make that choice that's my and that most was memorable another, what i like about that is that kind of sums up the choices in walking dead yeah. like either way your arm is gone
1: but it's just the flavor
0: yeah exactly it's just and that's a huge fucking moment just that you have to make that decision but your your thing. your
1: personal choice would be the quarian mission stuff
0: like I said, if I, I don't know... The, Just that is because the you almost punched your wife Exactly. <laughs> that is the game that almost ruined my Why relationship with my
1: wife. It has to be your choice. So it's a tie. Uh, it's a tie, uh, between chopping your own arm off and uh, beating up your wife. <laughs>
0: over Tolly's feet. I, I've never... We've that never had an argument that bad before. What else? What else? Is it Game of the Year? That's our howdies. Oh, yeah. So Game of the Year. Just balls out. Well, we know what game it
1: is. Oh, no. There should be uh, uh, two more. Game of the Year and Biggest Disappointment. Should we do the biggest disappointment first?
0: Is Assassin's Creed 3?
1: Well, do biggest disappointment, and then we'll do Game of the Year, and then we'll do Reader Feedback, and we'll finally go home. <laughs> uh, the biggest
0: disappointment was Assassin's Creed 3. By a landslide. <laughs> By a this landslide. This might be another split,
1: because I'm still tempted to say Mass Effect 3. Dude,
0: Mass Effect 3 Which had kills me, some nutrients. Mass
1: Effect 3, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Well, Mass, like, I, was not that hyped about Mass, I was not that hyped about Assassin's Creed 3. Whereas I think Assassin's Creed 3 is the more flat-out big fucking failure from the from the get-go. Whereas Mass Effect Three is seventy-five percent good game, but twenty-five percent shit. Whereas Assassin's Creed Three is all just like like it's 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 a poop Reese's cup with a diary of filling. There's no nothing good about Assassin's Creed. 3. See, I can
0: look at Mass Effect Three and, and I can game. see why oh. all the problems with it are there, I can see, like, why someone made that decision, even if I disagree with it. I can see that they were rushed. I can see that they had to stick in multiplayer. I can see all these things. I get the logic behind it. Assassin's Creed 3 is just a magical parade of shitty decisions. Yeah. One after another after another. You have to try so hard to find an enjoyable game in that. Like, at Mass Effect 3 has its flaws, but you can still have fun playing it. You cannot have fun playing Assassin's Creed 3. See, this was
1: on the fact that my hopes were so much higher for Mass Effect than they were for Assassin's Creed 3, even though Assassin's Creed 3 is, is, by any measure, the worst game. Um, there are but... a lot
0: of ways that you can um, uh, fuck up Mass Effect Three. The ending of the Mass Effect games, even if that game was perfect, you would still piss off half a of Mass Effect fandom because it's an ending of the thing. That I'm still
1: love. not even like. Well, that's the thing. That's, uh, some of the most disappointing things about Mass Effect Three to me, aside from the ending, is just even the basic setup of the game is. It's just creative stuff. It's not necessarily because the game was EA to death, but because like. Uh, the decision to start off the game with the Earth being pretty much blown off the face of the the galactic map at the beginning of the game, and then making it so that you can waste your time like searching for people's wallets in deep space. Well,
0: where do you start the game? The whole point of the Mass Effect games is that no one believes in the Reaper. No,
1: effect. I I don't like if if even if even the Reapers who attacked Earth at the beginning were just a small like scout force as opposed to that just all effect the Reapers one. coming down on one big thing. So at least if Earth, at least if it was the impression that Earth is just a battlefront, rather than Earth is already, I mean, Earth has already lost the fight by the time you see the, by the time, by the time you see the title Mass Effect 3, Earth is pretty much a lost cause. You spend the rest of the game just trying to, like, win, uh, trying to get the resources to win Earth back. But that makes everything else you do in the game that isn't necessarily tied 100% directly to trying to convince other uh, galactic races to come help you. Seem like you're out of your fucking mind. The fact that you yeah, like you're just kind of randomly going around the galaxy looking for someone's like stolen plaque from their from their crashed spaceship in this nebula, just totally. I still just... think that's
0: the problem with all the Mass Effect games.
1: Yeah, but the this is it, it gets really all heightened. The time. But this is very specific. Like every you know every moment that you're wasting in deep space looking for bullshit millions of people are dying on earth it's not just like oh there's a big fight going on but they like you, you like when you like leave earth like london's already been nuked like japan's already getting destroyed the humane human space headquarters in vancouver you just walked out of that just right before it got blown up mm-hmm. like there's no fight left but it's just like it's, it's, it's what I'm saying. story-wise i think i mean which is stupid because it's not like mass effect has always had the best story mass effect 2 had a stupid ass story where it's just like Oh, no, human colonies go away. What happened to people on human colonies? They'd be turned into baby food for giant robot human person. That's what person. I'm saying. If you go to Mass Effect
0: <laughs> looking for story, you're going to have bad time.
1: Mass yeah, Effect is it's all about, character's about character, character not story. Yeah.
0: And Mass Effect, like I said, I am disappointed in the three the three love interests from Mass Effect 1 have no arcs if you don't have a, mass, a love interest in them in Mass Effect 3. Yeah. I think that's dumb. But otherwise, that game, I got my nutrients out of that game my friend, I got no nutrients out of Assassin's Creed 3. So I'm, what I was going to say was there are a lot of ways you could fuck up Mass Effect
1: 3 and I think they did fine.
0: Do you know how hard it is to fuck up an <laughs> Assassin's Creed game? They already had
1: the formula right there. All I have to do is plug in new, like, the historical world, new, 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 like, protagonist, and that's it.
0: Like, when you were talking about the open world aspect in Far Cry and how it's open world and stealthy and abstractly, it's like, well, Assassin's Creed 3 had an open world. But Assassin's Creed 3, you only, it was the same problem as with uh, Assassin's Creed 1. There were places outside of the cities to explore in in in, the, in some of the other Assassin's Creed games, but just like in Assassin's Creed 3, they give you busy work to do out there. There's no There are very rarely compelling reasons to go out there beyond busy work. Yeah. It's like I have to care. I have to catch five pelts so I can win the Hunters Society. <laughs> I actually like combat in the Mass Effect, in the Assassin's Creed game, so I went out of my way to do all the brawler's quests. Yeah. But even then, it was like, why why do I... Though, you know what was the best part of the brawler's quest thing? Was that, so there are all these little markers throughout the game. Oh, you have to go fight this guy. You go, go here, fight this person. You can win the brawler's quest. At the end of the brawler's quest, you're like, okay, you've defeated all the preliminary matches. Now you can go have the final fight. They don't put it on your map where it is. I had to look it up online, of like, because they say, oh no no no, so go back where you originally learned of this. Oh, mission.
1: but then you know. But I'm like, that was 20 hours of the game ago. I don't remember
0: where in Boston this was. Are you uh, kidding uh, me? It was a weird Assassin's oh, Creed. Man. It is. It is. It takes a game that was never really super heavy or complicated or difficult and makes it worse.
1: If we have to, uh, uh, Far Cry Three, you can go hunting for bears with a shotgun. Is that good? Should we have the biggest surprise of the year? I guess mine would be Far Cry Three, just because like I would be dishonored because that too. was not on my radar. I didn't know what that game was before a week it came out. You had to explain to me. No, it's the game with the scully faced man from uh from last year's Spike TV awards. <laughs> I was like, I would be tie for Dishonored or Sleeping Dogs because
0: Sleeping Dogs I was not expecting to like as much as I did, but I really yeah, did. Like yeah. I said, I hate to talk it up too much.
2: Mine would have
1: to be Dishonored and Dishonored
0: and, uh, and Far
1: Cry. Yeah. How's if Dishonored's not the game of the year?
0: Dishonored is a great, 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 great game. It is a great game. There's no, there's no, I don't know what keeps it from being... But
1: it just doesn't have those essential, those essential Lee, and Vi- Lee and Clementine vitamins.
0: Man, who, if you would have told me that a Telltale The guys game... who did Back
1: to the Future and Bone. Back to the Future wasn't that bad. But yeah, the Bone, out from Boneville, the game. To fair,
0: that was their first timeout. That was their first first but you, if you to tell me the guys that did the wallace and gromit adventure games <laughs> so they made the game of the year yeah i
1: awesome don't even, i feel bad for those guys because no matter unless 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 they are total rocket scientists they can't do anything but disappoint anybody with the second season whether it's about clementine or it's a whole new cast yeah or if they suddenly turn it into like a first person dating sim, simula- like i don't know what you do with the second season and not have its like, well, like, popularity come back to bite them on the butt.
0: What I think is really remarkable about The Walking Dead, beyond the fact the characters were really well wit- written and uh, and uh, the uh, you know the gameplay was satisfying and everything, but what makes it most interesting and granted this is what Telltale has been doing all along, just the fact that it was a serially released game. And that it was like this uh, this thing that people went through together, and it was like this conversation well, point and like this journey that we're even still talking about this game when the first episode came out. What in January?
1: It was, like April. or something like Yeah, it. it's been a better part of nine months. Yeah. Well, uh, that's part of the thing. I was I was kind of curious. I put this uh, forward as a question on 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 Twitter where I was asking people, do you think this game would be uh, winning as many game of the awards, game of the year awards, as it has been if the last chapter had not come out just as everyone had been starting to talk about game of the year awards. And most people seem to agree. No, it's actually it's it's not just a matter of timing. But this is a genuinely good game. That's memorable. This entire game had come out in in its entirety back in spring. Granted, less people would be talking about it because games that come out in the first half of the year don't get as much attention as the games that come out in the last half of the year.
0: But people. That's why I keep thinking about Far Cry Three. Would you be talking about Far Cry Three if you had played it six months ago? No.
1: (laughs) I just got literally just finished it night before last, and like yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) All right. So listener feedback. Ryan Truk said uh, he loved Mark the Ninja. You know, Market the Ninja. I bought it because everybody's freaking oh, out you about did it. I buy it. I bought the
1: demo, and I had a good time with the demo. But there's so fun. many other games to play that, like, I was like, I just can't spend 15 bucks on another game that's just going to sit on like, on the digital shelf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I didn't realize, like, can I borrow? What? Can you just drop your Xbox? Off? Yeah, sure. Yeah, i my hard drive. I did drive. love the art style, like how they like was it yeah. in your black and white when you're in, in when you can't be seen, but you turn into color when people can see you. I can't. Or something like that. It's the animation, it was a is little great. game, yeah, and yeah. The stealth
0: gameplay is like a lot of fun. It's nice to have a two D scroller. You yeah, know, that's always a good time. Friend of the podcast Matthew Nolan said he was sorely disappointed with FTL. Was so excited and loved ninety percent of it, but it's so damn hard and unrewarding. It is
1: difficult. I've played it like three or four times. I bought the game, and I can't get very far without my ship just getting blown to pieces. But it's fun, though. It's it's fun to like. Have you have you tried FTL at all? It is not my kind of game. Yeah, we all.
0: can blow people out of airlocks. Not my kind of game.
1: But, uh, yeah. He yeah, also that's... said he
0: was blown away by the new Halo. Incredible, and wasn't expecting a good plot.
1: I wouldn't say that game has a good plot. It's got pretty environments.
0: I've heard from other people that it's it's got a no, not... It has more meat on its bones than you normally get from a Halo. That's, I have not played a bit it, and more, I don't care.
1: But the storytelling in the game is terrible, because everything you know about the villain can only be accessed by, like, collectibles in the
0: mm-hmm. environment. I hate when they people lock away core parts of the narrative so
1: yeah unless you've read the halo books or you find all the collectibles in the game and access the information with those collectibles by backing out of the game and accessing the information from a separate menu item in the main menu of the game it's not like you could like it's not like an audio log that you just find in the game that you can listen to uh yeah you, you're you not gonna have any idea what the, what the hell's going on in that story though so i but i think matt's uh that's a little more of a Halo nerd than I am, so I don't know.
0: Beloved podcast friend Sid says my computer has been unable to play games since last summer. Bless you, Sid. But Analog Hate Story is a game that sticks in my teeth. Yeah. I enjoyed it enough to work to get uh, to get all the endings and break my own narrative, which I don't normally do. Yeah, it I, kills me. You'll never finish that game. It's a good
1: game. I'll play it again. It's just one of those like it's so fucking depressing. It's one of those things where like, oh man, that just also hit me in like. It was what I played it in the summer and there was nothing else really came. I mm-hmm. once the spring kicked in, or once the, the, the autumn kicked in, it was really easy to get distracted by all these other games. But, you know, I I mean I own the game, I can always no. go back to it. It but takes well a whopping. Well I've also heard so much it. like I, like aside from like reading about what happened in the rest of the game online and then talking to you and Dylan and some other people who have actually finished it, I feel like I've gotten my essential vitamins I added no, out of the that. game. So and yeah. it just
2: makes
0: me sad that that's how you got that as opposed to actually playing the game.
1: But I'm glad I had that many people to talk to about it, where I where I could be like, Well, what did you do in analog heat? Story. So, first time
0: commenter Robin Cruz said Mass Effect 3 had a 10% disappointment that cast a Paul.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm talking about. We're, it, that's amazing that's such a good game. That, that, like, that, that 10% of, of poop floating in the pool, swimming pool, that is Mass Effect 3, kind of made everyone get out of the pool and, and not try to get back in.
0: Robin then voices an opinion that we will never disagree with, that Saints Row the Third is 2012's 2011 Game
1: of the Year. <laughs> it truly, actually, the ultimate, you know what the game, game of the Year is this year? The fact that you can buy a used copy of Saints, Saints Row 3 for fight. like 10 bucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is this year's Game of the Year, secret Game of the Year.
2: Um, oh, my God, That game
1: I still was the, was that our game of the year last year? It, it, it
0: had to have been. Yes, of course it was. Of
1: course it was. What could, no, you know, what I think Skyrim was. But I think we were tired. I think we were so flummoxed. of Have we by- not played? <laughs>
0: Saints Row III? No, we had played Saints 3. No, I think it was because I think it beat Skyrim and it surprised me. I was like, I have to see if I can listen 3. to
1: that. But yeah, no, oh man.
0: Uh, Robin also points out: uh, Assassin's Creed 3 turned into Final Fantasy 13. I'm assuming you mean. Whoa. That you you have to play a lot of the game for the actual game to start happening. Well, I guess
1: there was a lot of tutorial stuff at the beginning. Getting Like, I wouldn't know because... going
0: once you get in the con or you still have, Oh, like really? You're still learning four stuff? Four hours worth of tutorials. Yikes. Of course. Then it's like, all of a sudden, oh, hit you boat. And I guess this it's really
1: linear despite being an open world. Like, it's yeah. pretty much do this mission, do this mission, do this. Yeah.
0: And uh, Kingdoms of Amalur was the biggest surprise. I, I feel bad that I never got past what essentially is did the demo it? portion. I did. I never got past, but it's essentially the demo portions of King, of Amalur just because I don't like spiders.
1: Oh, really? And there's
0: a big old spider I have to fight, and I was like, fuck it. Can't do it. Did that game come out this year? Yes.
1: God, that feels like a million years ago. That was well, that was year. before it came out, before the studio...
0: Yeah, there's all the drama that around That six it. months
1: of collapsing yeah. despair it's and felt, fart.
0: It felt like longer than it was because of all the poor drama about those poor folks. So, um, Grumpy Turtle said, Someone who plays a lot of games, a lot of games, I just sit and think about what the heck I played this year. My favorite game of the year, if we go by hours spent playing, would be Borderlands 2. For pure fun, Dust, a.k.a. DeviantArt, the game, had to make the joke before Bill did. Runner-ups Spelunky fez tokyo jungle i'm surprised you didn't mention tokyo Go- jungle we should have
1: said a best pomeranian fucking simulator
2: <laughs> tokyo totally jungle really
1: that has the best dlc in that you can download you can play as a human being like a japanese salaryman <laughs> <laughs> hey annie yeah bill wrote upside
0: down on his wrist so i can't read them taco nipples and fart buds. <laughs> good for you uh, he also says runner ups <laughs> include Darkness 2 Mario Brothers U play the multiplayer mode build not just not with Annie you troll her too much this is true. And Gotham City Impossible Is there
1: any, like couch co-op for Mario? There is. You yeah, you can me.
0: place like um oh, platforms. For oh
1: no, I played like, that. I played that with Joshin and uh, Adam upstairs like oh. right before Joshin left for Chicago. That was fun. Most disappointing. No, but I forgot. Borderlands Two came out this year. Yeah. That's actually one of the best villains. That's also one of my favorite villains. Yeah, of the Handsome year. Jack.
2: Yeah, there
0: you go. Did you There's beat your... the game? No, I got. To... I don't like shooters. How far I did you get? I got like I got. I'm I'm farther back from... Oh, I beat the first like mini boss that like the. Oh, brothers, so you didn't really get to experience the midget too much... and the yeah. yeah. I barely and I just I it's I like the... I want to play it because I like Anthony Birch's writing but I don't like shooters. Oh, so one a of our
1: categories should be best game made by pseudo friends of the podcast. <laughs> uh,
0: Most disappointing Grumpy Turtle list, Darksiders 2, Silent Hill HD collection. I heard
1: bad things about that Silent Hill Tony Hawk
0: man. um Oh, uh, God, HD. I downloaded
1: the demo for that. That was terrible. Yeah. yeah. SSX, don't you really like it? I love this shit. Although then again, like I'm not that much of a hardcore SSX fan, but yeah. supposedly, like Matt, Matthew Nolan, who was yeah. talking about Halo just a couple minutes ago. Yeah. He's a huge SSX fan. I let him borrow my copy, and he's like, oh, what's all some shit. You almost what's said what's then? all this then? What's, what's all, all this then? It's, it's a shite.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um he said most disappointing though is probably Diablo Diablo three.
1: Oh yeah, you know, which is because I never played a Diablo game. I had a fine time. I've always heard those games are about nothing but just clicky clicky smashy smashy. And that's what the game was. Well I, think I guess the
0: issue is is that with Diablo two you could play the game forever forever.
1: Well, also, I guess, like, there was more post-game content. Well, that's what I mean. What and also the fact it? that the game, like, he yeah, had to be online and, like, I guess a lot, like, I guess the core game itself wasn't that bad. It's just, like, then all the, the, the stuff around it in its orbit just wasn't that good. But I I spent 50 bucks on Diablo 3 and played the hell out of it. It almost destroyed my the video card on my Mac. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I had a good time with that. Grumpy Turtle says the,
0: uh, game of the year is Double Fine's Happy Action Theater.
1: Yeah, you played that. Uh, which
0: Oh, my... Grumpy Turtle,
1: he's the reason why I got through Diablo III, because he gave me half the items I used for most of that game. Yeah, because like... he
0: was, didn't want to play it anymore, so he's like, fuck it, I'll give it to you, Bill. <laughs> yeah,
1: anyway, yeah, go ahead. Double
0: Fine Happy Action Theater is my, wins the howdy for, um, game that my four-year-old friend wants to come over to my house and play.
1: That's great. They don't they coming out with a sequel?
0: Yeah, it's actually going to be free, uh, through the end of the month.
1: Uh, oh it's because it's got Elmo on the cover huh
0: No it's No they're they're coming I can, it has a different name I think it's called Connect Party or something like oh, that Oh really But uh, there Xbox is having a bunch of um end-of-the-year promotions. Oh, okay. And I think the game comes out on the 18th, and through the end of 2012, it will be free on Xbox Live.
1: Oh, very okay, cool. I'm getting this confused with the monster game, the Muppet game. That's why yeah. I was making a joke. I know j- that's Homo why joke. you made
0: that joke. They yeah. also did make Once Upon a Monster. Child abuse, is Which not... my, my little bro prefers uh, prefers uh, Happy Action Theater. A gentleman
1: up. of taste... By a long and shot. Class. Which
0: I prefer because uh the Once Upon a Monster is way more transparently mini games that you can fail.
1: Oh whereas
0: uh whereas the happy action theater just is just toys. Yeah. It's a toy to play with. Aww. Beloved listener Hannah K. Groff says Listening to your latest episode of Grumpy Turtles Question about horrible and hilarious critiques I thought I would share with you this gem Before I got into work on game cinematics I did some stints in architectural and interior design firms Upon finishing a model and render of the courtyard of a building My then boss deemed it was not sexy enough I need the what? building to feel uh, Sexy sounds, etc My building was not sexy enough I apparently failed <laughs> as a 3 d year that day Because I couldn't make the building fuckable
1: I have oh, a last now. this person, now. Was this person uh, Hannah, were At you the were time, I was pretty Prey, sad. prey has vagina doors. Well,
0: build that she's saying before she was in-game. If you listen, it's before she was in-game design. Technically,
1: Prey after. is supposed to be boring enough that it barely even registers as a game.
0: From there, I went to on-model buildings for Epic min- Mickey Cinematics, where my non-sexy talents were not a problem. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Oh, she works on *Epic Mickey*. She said for that yeah. game was beautiful, uh, and she it said controls like hell. She said, "P.S. Well, she was on the cinematics, so that's not yeah, exactly. Fault. Yeah. P.S. My gentleman dude has been itching to get me into games for a while. I've used Annie's recommendations of *Dear Esther* and Anna like Hate Story and *Walking Dead* as junking off points. I'll let you know how it goes. Oh, wait a minute. No. So Hannah, you haven't playing games. Why are you listening to this podcast?
1: I thought you were yelling. We. Uh, Spoilers, we already Just, recorded this once, and I assumed that that's what she had said, that she's not playing. I think, But then you told me that she's trying to get her her man friend, what's the scoop, Betty Boop? So, she's getting into games?
0: Well, Hannah, why are you listening to this podcast? She doesn't have you to participate does, You participate a lot! She does not have to, to any game
1: made this year now, <laughs> as a result of this. Is she the same one who made Epic Mickey? <laughs>
0: Single-handedly, Hannah, Hannah made
1: Epic Mickey, that's correct. Oh, man, she fired everyone for Epic <laughs> Mickey, two stars from scratch. Uh, so, yeah, So what she, she's looking for things for herself. Oh, she... man, The Walking Dead, we just spoiled... <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to need a spoiler tag just for Hannah K. Groff. <laughs> Hannah K. Groff? <laughs> do not listen uh, to them. Walking so Dead, when, when you may you played, not want to play that now.
0: Walking Dead, Analonga Hate Story, and Dear Esther, where How you do you do you want to live? How do you want to live? Where do you go next? Where do you go
1: next? You go backwards. You wait for Bioshock Infinite,
0: I guess? You play Saints Row the Third. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm trying to think of other really strong narrative games that are relatively recent. I'm not kidding. Weird. Saints Row the
0: Third is actually, if you can, <laughs> it is the most video gamey recommendation I could make.
1: Kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, has she played the Mass Effect game? So there's are very story and character based.
0: Yeah, And you can now, if you have a PlayStation 3, you can now buy the tri- Trilogy Edition. I'm
1: assuming she's got a console if she's playing half of these things. Well, not Analog Hate Story and Dear Esther. Those, Those are all walk. PC only. And so is well, Walking... Well, Mass Effect is on the PC too, but... Yeah. Shit, that's a good question. Hannah, email us with more... Once you've spoiled yourself into oblivion <laughs> while listening to this, once you spoiled yourself, you've gorged yourself and spoiled the game. Oh my games. god! So what else? That's the last bit of feedback that was.
0: Uh, so friends, you listen to the Boy Hattie podcast, don't you? Have regrets in your life?
1: How do they end the Oscars? How do the end of the Spy TV Awards? They usually show a retrospective of the ones we've lost over <laughs> the last year. Let's let's now do a, a little montage of all the listeners who stopped listening, <laughs> <So> <laughs> including long. all of our friends. <laughs> it's like the end know. of Schindler's List. We're going to be standing on rocks, looking down the. No, grave. it's
0: it's like the end credits of Assassin's Creed Three. So I don't know if I told you this. I don't think the end credits of Assassin's Creed Three are skippable, but they are twenty minutes long. I went up and got to the bat, went to the bathroom, and made a snack. At the end of Assassin's Creed, three came back. Credits were still rolling, and if you if you don't if you just turn off the console, which you may want to do, you miss the epilogue,
2: oh, which God. totally ties
0: up Connor's whole journey. Again, Assassin's Creed
1: three, the worst game of the year. So shouldn't we be like like shouldn't this be the end memoriam for character game characters who died this year? The bear shot with a shotgun in Far Cry 3.
2: <laughs> we should...
1: Oh, poor Vaz, you're dead. Sorry, Lee. Lee, don't go by. I'm
0: sorry for the whole suicide thing. Corvo! Also, possibly... I'm
1: so sorry.
0: Yeah, Warner. No, wait, does Corvo die in any of the endings? Which Died in my weird? ending? Well,
1: he doesn't die as a result. He just dies natural. The princess lady is... Well, he's dead by the end of the then game. You want, do you want to call Ezio, Altair, and
0: Connor the dead ones too? Because they're all dead. Right Saturday
1: now, Choo Choo. too. Uh, it's, this is more amusing than if we just rattle off the list of uh, dead game studios. That could <laughs> oh, be the really God. depressing thing. There actually
0: was a montage. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. At
1: Spike TV Awards?
0: No, 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 no. They were slitting around gaming sites this week. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. It was a shitty year. So
1: for... it, would actually, it was that bad that it would actually be an upper if we actually talked about dead gaming people, <laughs> not just studios. Sure, glad that Lee is gone. Yeah. Okay. All right,
0: everybody. We'll talk to you next week about some other dumb shit that we'll
1: uh, Probably be our. So you're not going to go see The Hobbit. So it's no. not going to be. It's it to be all Christmas episode. Maybe we'll have Mike Russell on to talk about The Hobbit without you. <laughs> I would have, if I known you weren't going to go see The Hobbit, I would have asked Mike Russell to be here today. No, you have. A, I did ask him. Remember, he said
0: he wasn't going to because he couldn't go see the screening. Oh. Also, you have a proud tradition of going to see movies and then talking about them, even though I haven't seen them. That's happened more Go often than not. Go see The Hobbit,
1: so we have Mike Russell on next week. We can all bitch about The Hobbit together.
0: Anyway, friends, we'll talk to you later.
1: Pooty tag. <laughs>